Sunday. It is the tail end of the snow again. And your three favorite podcast hosts have lived to tell the tale. Rest assured, everyone, don't worry, we made it in our three separate locations, all of which were hammered by the relentless rains and winds and, and, and hails and blizzards and snow. Uh, we're here to tell the tale on this uh, very special snow date edition of the Chair Shop podcast, much like that one episode of Raw. Um, where it snowed and they had to do it uh, in a studio somewhere. Um, or, uh, Paul, I, I don't know if you saw, this podcast is kind of like this week's uh, Late Late Show, where Ryan Tuberty was interviewing like the people walking past the studio on the street because um, uh, they had no guests. Um, I'm one of your hosts, uh, Barry Murphy, uh, joined as always by my ever-dependable co-host, first of all, Mr. Paul Griffin. Hello. And second of all, Mr. Joe Towner. Hello. So, uh, I don't know how much of this our American or, or, or other international uh, listeners will be uh, aware of this, but us, us uh, uh, Western European folks, um, uh, or off-land Europeans, uh, we were dealing with some ugly weather um, uh, this past week. Uh, Storm Emma, the beast from the east, whatever you want to call it, uh, we had, I don't know, so I, I, I'm not sure, it seems like Paul, your neck of the woods got it really bad, um, because uh, it was kind of coming that direction, and by the time it hit us, it was pretty intense, but it was not, it was, you know, we didn't get nearly as dramatic, the, uh, the snowfall or the blizzards or anything like that, sure. um, but, uh, still got the old Thursday and Friday off work, so, so thanks for that, uh, pathetic Irish infrastructure that can't handle... Uh, I think Limerick got all of about 10 centimetres of snow, um, uh, whereas Dublin and the surrounding areas got about 50. Um, yeah, I think we probably had between 30 and f- yeah, 45, 50 at its peak. It was pretty, pretty big. And of course, we're not used, so, uh, we're not used in this country to, to snow. No, yeah, it's like... And, and it was funny because there was... Um, uh, loads of uh, uh, Norwegians and Canadians chuckling at us online. Uh, uh. Oh, can't, can't deal with a little bit of snow. I have to walk to within seven foot of snow. It's like, yeah, it's not my fault you live in a hellscape. Yeah. Right? A, a, a shitty little ice town um, uh, where you just sit around eating ice cubes. All right? yeah. so we live in an actual country, mate. Like uh, fish. They eat pickled fish or something like that, innit? Yeah. Yeah, 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 out of a can. Yeah. And if you want, you don't Fuck need planning you don't need planning permission to build onto your house. You just stack uh, your igloo a little bit higher, uh, and if you want to actually live in a bungalow, you just get the hair dryer out and blow it on the top floor. Um, <laughs> so, so leave us. Alone. It is funny though. It is. Um, uh, it, it was quite uh, uh, pathetic watching us uh, uh, struggle. Uh, to cope with this. I mean, the last time there was like a really severe snowstorm in Ireland, I can't even remember when it was, a couple of years ago, but we we had a revelation that the government owned like four snowplows or something for the whole fucking country. Um, uh, so obviously that was not as bad this time. They, they you know, invested en masse in them. Five? And, and, 
Yeah. Oh, 12, baby, for the whole country. Don't worry about it. Um, no, but they, you know, so the snowplows were out fairly quick for this one. But there there were still just hilarious teething pains. Of course, on Thursday, it was all happy-go-lucky uh, uh, bread memes. And on Friday evening, uh, we were murdering each other in the streets, breaking into little... Um, uh, 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 as as the uh, uh, the people's revolution began, um, it was just crazy. It was really really crazy. Um, uh, and as since things have eased off, you know, Saturday and now into Sunday, things. I mean, Limerick looks back to exactly how it was one week ago. It's just the the streets are clean, everything's melted, business as usual. But um, there are still just insane queues of people. You cannot get in to to source anywhere because. Uh, I, I mean, actually, I don't know why, because the shelves were bare like Thursday morning because people were going out and panic buying like the apocalypse was coming. And now that the snow is all cleared, they are once again seemingly panic buying. Like, I don't know. I don't know what kind of massive, like, a dozen children families these people are going home to. <laughs> but, like, when, when the supermarkets were stripped bare in Thursday, I, on Thursday, I was expecting to be able to go to the shop in peace this weekend, but apparently not. It's just... It's just mayhem. It's just mayhem uh, across the board. Joe, what's it been like over at your side? Because obviously you guys got it like a little bit earlier than us. How how intense was it in your neck of the woods? It's fine. <laughs> it was about two inches of snow or something. It's probably less snow than Scott McAvoy gets on his driveway every every morning in, in Michigan. Um, so my trains were running fine. Went to work. A lot of people were moaning and I don't know. I think a lot of people work from home, but I think outside of London, it was actually a lot worse. I'm not entirely sure. And I think maybe up north, they it bad, but I don't take a lot of interest in, in what goes on there. So, who yeah, knows, really. Yeah. yeah. Um, They're always moaning about something. That's true. Oh, we've, that got, oh, we've got no jobs. Oh, uh, <laughs> you know, food banks. Oh. <laughs> Get on with it. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Well, no, but I did enjoy. The, I enjoyed the bread memes. Um, I didn't fully understand them, but they were very funny. <laughs> yeah, I because I, we were. I went out to um, Kira's house um, for the for the weekend uh, because I live in a very lovely little modern apartment. The positives of which are that it's well insulated. That's good. The negatives of which is that there is absolutely no heat source in this apartment that is not electric. Uh, electric heaters, electric cookers, electric kettle. So if the power went down, no, it didn't. But if it did, as they were predicting it would, uh, I would have been shagged. There would have been no, I wouldn't have been able to make a cup of tea. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be able to stick the heating on. Whereas, you know, Kira's house has, uh, they have both a gas oven and also an open fire, um, uh, you know, wood burning. Uh, so I went out there to seek refuge for the, for, for the weekend. Um, and we were explaining the bread memes to her man. Um, and she asked the, the most pertinent question, which is, why do they all want the bread? And I didn't have an answer. Um, like mm. it's, it's uh, my, my response was we never really get to panic by things. So I think most of the people just thought they were, ha- they got to do like people do on the telly, which is run to the shop before the bombs fall, uh, or the hurricane hits and buy all mm. the tins food and bread they can imagine. But the actual answer is, I imagine it's just if the power went out, you can make a sandwich without, a, without having to cook anything. Um, but uh, but yeah. What about you, Paul? So you were you were near because uh, I I have a lot of pals in Dublin. Mm. Uh, obviously, you're not you're not based you know in Dublin, but you're you're closer to the area than I am. And it seemed like they were having a, a pretty rough time of it. I mean, um, 
things were shutting down a lot sooner uh, than, than they were here. Uh, they seem to be getting battered fairly quickly. So how, how were you getting on? Yeah, um, well, I was working on uh, Tuesday when this all started. Um, and we were kind of, because I'm a team leader now, remember that. Um, think, oh, think about how, how we're going to manage the, the situation. And, uh, and so we all went into work on Wednesday. Um, and, of course, Wednesday morning is when stuff was all as Barry put it, shagged. Uh, people weren't, weren't able to get get in. Nah, nah, nah. So uh, it was decided that the, the site would be closed. So I got a half day Wednesday, and then I was off Thursday and Friday paid for both days as well. Yeah, same. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I've had a nice four-and-a-half-day weekend. On the other hand, um, yeah, the shops was the big problem. Uh, we went to... Uh, Super Value one of the days, and Super Value were closing at 1 p.m. Mm-hmm. So we were luckily, we were there maybe half an hour before they closed. And people were showing up with their bag, like with three or four bags. We're closed, sorry, we're closed. Like turning people away. And not only that, but in the Super Value itself, where the, the tills are, the, the cashiers, they, ha- they have no heating on that side of the shop. So the people who were serving were like... <sighs> blowing on their hands and shivering. <laughs> uh, so that's, I guess, why they closed down. On the other hand, one of the days we went instead down to the local spa just to get a few bits and bobs. And uh, this this spa is tiny. It's like a cor- you know, picture in your head the corner shop from Coronation Street. That's what we're talking about here. Um. We were in a queue for a good, what, 20 minutes, I would say. Um, because we, my brother wanted to buy beer. You know, after, after potatoes and bread, uh, what do Irish people need? Beer. So we were in a queue for a good 20 minutes uh, there. And, uh, yeah, today was the first day that I was able to kind of to go back to Super Value and pick up a few bits and pieces. It was kind of eerie being in the shops because they kind of had no, nothing in them. You know, there's no bread, no milk. Uh, the chips all got bought up real fast for some reason. Um, <laughs> no vegetables, of course, because they weren't they weren't getting deliveries. Like the the delivery lorries weren't able to drive to the shop mm. because, as you guys know, uh, where I live is is next to a very big hill. So, given that the hill is covered now in snow, the van can't get up the hill. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's still still a lot of snow outside. I went out to the shed today. To get some uh, hay for the guinea pigs, and uh, yeah, still probably about fifteen centimeters of snow, thereabouts fifteen Ooh. twenty. So it is starting to melt now, thankfully, but uh, there's still quite a bit of it around. I will be back to work tomorrow. Um, shouldn't be any problem there. But uh, yeah, it was a nice, fun time when it lasted. The closest that we'll probably get to see uh, to an apocalypse in our lifetimes. Um, people just freaking out. There was a woman on the news saying that. Jesus, it was so eerie, it was, it was scary. You look down the road, there'd be nobody there. I nearly had a heart attack. Um, a lot of overreactions. Obviously, we had the, the little story, the little story was the, I don't know if, if that's made across the pond, Joe, across the Irish Sea to you guys. Yeah, yeah. Where, where some some oiks in a, in a North Dublin town uh, robbed a JCB digger and essentially tore down a little with it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they proper wrecked it. Like it's fucking destroyed. 
Uh, so people could loot it, and they, they, they took out an ATM out of it, I think, and a, a safe out of a Sentra somewhere in the same town. Um, it never got quite to that point um, in my neck of the woods. There was, no, there was no leaks of riots going on. It was all very tame. Um, a lot of, oh, Jesus, going on. When people would walk into a shop and see that there was a a 20-minute queue to buy some uh, loop-de-loops and a packet of hula hoops. You know, yeah. George Jesus. Lots of that. Um, pubs are open, I'll say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pubs are I still noticed open. that. Um, yeah, lots of stuff closed. We we built snowmen. I put, I put a picture of, of our snow snowman and snow baba on Twitter. Yes, um, yeah, I like that a lot. They're still standing. Not quite as big as a snowman Barry made. Did, did you do you have a go in the JCB after they knocked Little down to make that thing? <laughs> uh, well, see, I saw that Luton going on. I was like, right, right well, I need a big lad to mine. <laughs> um, uh, Barry, so, one, so, one of the biggest snowmen I've ever seen. I think. Well, to me, now that was I had a lot of help. First of all, uh, that was my first ever snowman building experience. I'd never done it before. Aww. Um, uh, but yeah, I was. Um, I went to Kira's brother's house. He's like in the same town as his parents, so we just went, you know, for a walk down there, and, and they. As a family, they always build snowmen wherever they can. So I was like, yeah, I'll join in. And they just love it. It's like their favorite thing to do um, uh, whenever the snow, which obviously sporadic. But um, yeah, they took it super serious. So there was a team of four of us, to be fair. So I had a lot of help. But uh, it was a big fucking snowman. And literally, there was a bunch of kids in the neighborhood also building snowmen in the field. We were building it in uh, Kira's brother's front garden. And they were coming over going, aw, it's way better than ours. And we're like, yeah, it's- <laughs> Um, uh, I was like, yeah, and they were like, they. One of the kids goes, oh, I want to go knock mine down now. <laughs> oh God! And honestly, I I didn't stop him because he has to learn, you know, um, um, to be better. Um, but yeah, I I I liked your snowman as well. You had two, you know, so. Mm. Paul Solaire, has he gone to demolish his snowman? Because mine's so big. He's gone to kick it over. (laughs) I kind of wanted to kick mine over today, to be fair. Because it's melting anyway. You know, I had the kind of urge to go give it a kick, but I didn't. I did did want to to drop kick the snowman when it was finished. But again, it was a team effort, so it wasn't mine to demolish. Uh, One thing I will say, though, is before we built the snowman, we had a snowball fight. um, And about 30 seconds into it, uh, someone threw a snowball at me. I oh. saw it coming. It, well, it wasn't going to hit me. It was going to whiz past me. And I tried to sweet chin music it midair. <laughs> oh, um, and of course, I just fell right in my arse. Um, and I really actually felt like I had a concussion because I was very dizzy and, and my head was hurting afterwards. Um, but I survived. Um, you know, I, I, I kept, I finished the snowman. I finished the match, brother. Um, so, uh, so yeah, but unfortunately, that the uh, 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 the finished snowman is up in County Limerick, and I'm I'm unable to get there to demolish it. You can probably see it from your house, though, don't you? <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, and I think that was it. Really. I, I had a similar experience to Paul to going to the shop pre uh, storm hitting. Uh, not not quite as bad. The shelves were bare, but the queues. Were weren't as long um just again it's very very weird I, I noticed the longer queues i think after the fact 
um, again, people acting like they just fucking came out of of uh, of the underground shelter in Fallout Three, yeah. and they they had just seen sunlight for the first time in twenty years. Oh, we have to go get supplies in case it happens again. Like I like I went I. I I'm fairly stocked up in the flat. So I was like, I'm not going to go outside. Everyone's, everyone's acting like an idiot. Uh, but, um, and Kira was like, uh, do you, Kira, she's coming over on Saturday night. She was like, do you have Coke? And I was like, no. And the place across the road doesn't have it. It's like, well, you go Dunn's and try and get it. So I went to Dunn's and just the most insane queues, like queues that were snaking around the shop because they were just, uh, uh so out of hand. It's just been, mm. it's just been crazy. But, um, we all made it, lads. Anyway, um, some of us came out with a, with a, with a free JCB after it all, um, so that's good. Uh, yeah, so um, I suppose we can we can semper uh, semper on there, uh, uh, soldier on there with uh, uh, the rest of the life guff. Any other uh, uh, news and occurrences this week other than uh, Snowmageddon? Um, one little mm. bit of news before we go on. Um, I'm using a new version of Skype. I don't know if any listeners have got this new Skype downloaded, but it's uh, it looks like my Twitter that I have in my phone set to night mode because everything is black and grey. Uh, but I have a feeling because I'm looking at the I'm looking at the the Audacity recording here. I have a feeling that it's it's playing with the volume levels of the recording. It, it might be going up and down. So if it is doing that this episode, I will uh, I'll look into it. And we should have a fixed by by next week. So bear bear with me uh, this week while I try and uh, try and check this out. Uh, I can't remember what we were talking about now. Uh, <laughs> Sorry to derail the the thread. Wait, is there any other news? I think this. I think the snow was the, Yeah, I think the snow was the main thrust of, yeah. of this week. Uh, because I, I I definitely felt a few times during the week that I was kind of trapped in my house. Like the the ability to to go outside, aside from when we we're you know building snowmen and that, is kind of reduced somewhat when you're when you're in your house. You know, I, I was eventually to the point where I just was so sick of watching movies or playing video games. I was like, just I just want to go outside and walk. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, I, I get yeah. I mean, I, I had, I got to, you know, I was somewhere else, so I got to, not because my, you know, flat's quite small, so I probably, I probably would have been like that as well. Um, yeah, it, yeah, it's, 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 it's understandable to go stir crazy. Um, but uh, yeah, we all survived anyway. Until the next time, God knows when that will be. Um, I mean, although it's only, it's only been a few like weeks since Ophelia, so God knows how frequently an occurrence this is going to be. But uh, yeah, if that's all for life guff, we can jump on in to movie guff. I'm assuming there was perhaps a, uh, some movie consumption going on uh, over the, uh, the break. Uh, I watched, I rewatched interstellar uh, with Kira and her family on, on DVD. Uh, I think I actually enjoyed it more on a repeat viewing. Um, uh, I think some of the little niggles I had with it, uh, I cared less about this time. Mm. 
um, and and all the positives about it, I I feel like were accentuated. And I think you know, bearing in mind I still haven't seen Dunkirk, I, I think it is just the purest Nolan movie in terms of just raw like presentation and grand ideas uh, mm. uh, blowing your mind and your face clean off uh uh in play uh, you know in place of some some you know little story hiccups and awkward dialogue here and there that you can kind of just like look the other way on because it's it's a big picture movie and, and the big picture is great um the ending i actually kind of feel like i actually liked a little less um uh, uh uh the second time around um but again it was not a it was not a um uh, a big detraction, I think. So yeah, Interstellar is great. I'm sure. I think we've all talked about that extensively um, on this show when it came out. The other thing I watched, or I tried to watch, uh, and maybe I'm, I'm looking for some feedback from the listeners here or you lads. Any of you watched Casting John Benet on um, Netflix? Yeah, so I, so me here didn't know anything about it, um, and so we we stuck it on because we were we're both kind of aware of the case, but had never. Uh, watched any documentaries about it the the murder of the child star john benet ramsey um and i i just after about a half hour i was like i was like what is this i just i cannot get into this at all this this weird concept it's basically like the it's sort of a documentary but not really it's told via Mm. this kind of device where they've the documentary makers have gone to is it the local town or area where the murder happened where she was from and they're casting local actors um, in recreations of what happened, and the actors are recounting their memory of it. Yeah. Um, I just could not get into that at all. I was like, maybe, maybe it helps if you watch it already knowing what the story was. But I was only, I was only vaguely aware of the case and the details of it, and I wanted, uh, I guess, a more concise telling of that. And so they were, you know, I, I just wasn't into the concept at all, so we knocked it off. Uh, what, what did you make of it, Joe? Is it something that you, 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 you know, what did you think of it maybe before you watched it and after? I, um, I seem to remember reasonably enjoying it. Um, then I had watched, um, not this past Christmas, but the previous Christmas, Channel 4 had done a whole kind of documentary on, on John Bonet. And then right. um, almost like a kind of cold case thing where they go back and re-examine the evidence and try and figure out who actually did it. So I'd watched all of that and kind of got, into the details of the case uh, and then I think I saw that the casting documentary pop up on Netflix popped it on it was kind of interesting seeing people sort of you know memories and reactions it's almost like a um, kind of added added feature to a full documentary yeah if you're just watching it on its own I don't know if you actually get much from it yeah so I think that I think that was my uh, my mistake but um, yeah uh, that was that was all my my consumption really. Honestly, other than build, building snowmen, we watched that, that movie. A lot of napping going on when the snow was on. Mm-hmm. I, I I was expecting to get through more TV and movies um, uh, uh, than I actually did, uh, but but we uh, did, just did a lot of sleeping and lazing around and and eating. Uh, so what about you, lads? I know obviously it is uh, it is movie catch up season for the Oscars for for Paul, which we'll get to in a moment. Joe, did you watch anything before we get to that? Uh, no, not really. I was working late quite a bit this week and then I was out Friday, so I haven't really been watching any much TV or, or movies. Uh, yesterday I did watch, uh, The Godfather, uh, the first one, because uh, I haven't seen that for quite a while and I've been watching The Sopranos, so I was like, hmm, pop the old Godfather on. 
And yeah, pretty good, isn't it? Godfather. Quite good, Already I would say. considered one of the best. Yeah. yeah. So there you go. Don't have much to add. Al Pacino's great. And uh, yeah, good film. Brando as well. Brando. Yeah, come to me on the day of my daughter's wedding. Oh, uh, yeah, he's good. <laughs> you don't even call me Godfather. What, what do you make of James Cannon in that movie? Is he underratedly good or is he shit parade or shit parade is he he only alright um I don't think he's great to be honest not I don't think he ruined the film or anything but I don't know could have been better um yeah so Joe would you recommend The Godfather I mean if you haven't seen it maybe pop it on because I don't think Barry's seen it am I right What'd you say about, sorry? You still haven't seen The Godfather, am I right? Nope. Yeah, pop it on Barry, it's good. <laughs> it's, it's very good. And I think I think Barry will like it, because I think Barry, you you you're into kind of mafia stuff. I yeah, I like I like Goodfellas, I like Donnie Brasco, I like you, Scarface. You like Yakuza, yeah. you like I like Yakuza, I like the departed. Yeah. Yeah, you like the Godfather. I yeah, I really should get to it. But it's also one of those things that I have foolishly agreed to watch with my girlfriend, which means I have to need to watch it. And also, it's very long, so you need to find a three-hour window to watch it. Yeah, compared to to some of the movies you have these days, it's probably not as long. You get these these Avengers movies that go on for four hours. You know, Jesus Jesus Christ, yeah, you know, and 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 don't feel justified in it at all. It's one of those ones I don't I don't want to just flip it on someday when I'm looking for some something, you know, uh, on a Saturday afternoon when I'm a bit bored to just you know because then I I don't want it to be a thing where it's like two and a half hours long and I'm getting bored texting you know 90 minutes in or whatever um but yeah i will get to it it's on, i think it is on netflix it's on my list and stuff so I'll, I'll get to it eventually um but yeah no rush it's you know i'm already four decades later whatever so uh i'll get to it when i get to it um is that all for you joe uh yeah that's it no problem. Uh, we go, just uh, by the way, speaking. I I also just on the subject of length. I forgot how long Interstellar was. Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, that movie's long. It's also and like all the Nolan's movies, like I don't know that there's a bit I would cut. It's not like a Marvel movie where I'm like, oh my god, take this out. You don't need this in here. Stop making your fucking movies two and a half hours long. Fucking based on your children's cartoons. <laughs> um, you know, Interstellar. This not, all of it works, but yeah, it's long. Um, uh, what about you, Paul? I know you've seen a lot this week. Uh, I've seen five movies. Luckily, um, we had the snow days because that ca- that made it a little bit easier for me to uh, to catch up on the movies that I was that I was missing out on, you know. So uh, I watched five movies. I watched The Breadwinner. I watched Roman J Israel. I watched All the Money in the World. Loving Vincent, and finally finished up with Phantom Thread. Uh, so Breadwinner and Loving Vincent are both uh, nominated for Best Animated Picture. That's all they are. They're, they're uh, animated animated films. So the Breadwinner is a uh, God. It's like an Irish slash Luxembourg slash some other country co promotion. Okay. Uh, Canada, yeah, Canada, Ireland, and Luxembourg. Because, of course, yeah, the the, the trifecta. <laughs> uh, 
Um, because Canada is like America, but not as good. Ireland is like Britain, but not as good. And Luxembourg is like France, but not as good. So, oh gosh, you're gonna you're gonna get it for all of them. Uh, the Luxembourg Wall will be after me. Um, but uh, is a movie and <laughs> it's a movie set in Afghanistan, <laughs> so it's not even about Canada or Luxembourg. But it's uh it's about a, a Afghanistani girl and essentially the way of life uh, in Afghanistan in in um in a Muslim country, and it's uh. It's not a kids movie. I tell you that much, goddamn right away. Because um, this girl's father gets taken away and put into a prison while war is breaking out there, and the movie essentially is about her having to kind of take the mantle and support her family. But also, the movie takes place uh, parallel to this like story within the movie that they're telling about this kind. Of, it's like a fairy tale almost, which parallels the movie as as it goes. Um, super good. Uh, if it, if it weren't for Coco, which I think is one of the best animated movies uh, in decades, mm. I think Breadwinner probably would have been the best of them. But uh, Coco a little bit better. But the two very different movies. Breadwinner is definitely a very kind of realistic, um, unflinching look at, at at a completely different way of life, and kind of makes you appreciate more how how it works over there compared to how how we have it over over in, uh, as Barry put it, Western Europe. Um, so very, very good. Give that a 9 uh, out, out of 10. That was very good. Uh, Loving Vincent is... I don't know if you guys heard about this, but it's the first ever movie that is entirely hand-painted uh, in oil paintings. Mm. Uh, Why? Stars uh, Sir Sharonan. Stars that bloke from Game of Thrones. Um... The the one who fights for the uh for Ty Tyrion in the the Eerie that one time. What's his name? It's not Bram. Um, Bram's a wrestler, but Bron. Bron. He's in it. Jerome. Yes. Jerome yeah, Flynn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in it. Very good. Um There's a few faces you recognize. Chris O'Dowd is in it. There's a few recognizable faces in it. But uh, essentially the way they made this movie was they filmed it in front of green screens and then each frame was individually hand painted by like a, a, I think it was 120 artists were involved in it. So it's like a spectacular looking film but um, I think aside from the visuals it, it all it has going for it is a kind of medium quality mystery about the death of Vincent van Gogh. It's it's fine. Uh, obviously the, the visuals make it notable but otherwise, it's it's kind of run in the mill. The performances in it kind of range from good to to not particularly good. the The lead guy is not great in it. His name is one second now Dominic. Oh, sorry, Douglas Booth. He's he's not very good. Um, but the film overall was all right. Um, and then I watched Roman J Israel and. All the Money in the World, which are both films that were only nominated for for one of the categories that I care about. Uh, Roman J. Israel is Denzel Washington nominated for Best Actor, and All the Money in the World is Christopher Plummer for uh, Best Supporting Actor. E. Uh, All the Money in the World is also notable because this is the movie that Kevin Spacey was supposed to be in, that they recast. Oh, right. This is that movie. Um... 
and I did, I wasn't a big fan of the movie at all. I must say, it kind I kind of found it dull and uh, not not enough spicy. I was going to say there there you have it, folks. Should have had spacey. Well, no, because Chris Christopher Plummer, who replaced Spacey, is like the one good thing about it. Is the one kind of beacon or one reason to watch the movies that he's like super all right, all right, super all right, good. All right, we get it, we get it. You're woke. <laughs> but he he's great in it, but otherwise the movie is just kind of okay. I mean, I I like the second half a lot more than the first half, but it's it's not that good. Um, Christopher Plummer is very good, and if it weren't for um, Willem Dafoe in the Florida Project. I think I'd probably go for him, go for Christopher Plummer for the Oscar. He's a good backup pick if you're putting some money on. Um, he's very good, but not the movies. The movie's not particularly good. And then Roman J. Israel is Denzel. I've never Washington. even heard of that. Yeah, it's it's Denzel Washington playing. Uh, I guess like an. I think I don't know whether it's explicitly said, but hinted at that he's like an autistic um, lawyer. And that's actually a movie that I, I didn't expect to be very good because reviews of it were, were middling. I think the Irish Times gave it like two stars or something. But I actually thought it was pretty pretty good and pretty interesting. Um, yeah. It's maybe not something to go out of your way to see, but as, as an Oscar movie that I was kind of thinking, oh, let's just get this you know out of the way, um, I actually quite enjoyed that one. And I did, I did think Denzel was very good in it. And then finally was Phantom. What's it nominated for? Uh, just Best Actor. Uh, Denzel. Okay. Oh, really? Yeah, nothing else. Um, and then Phantom Thread, which is the the Paul Thomas Anderson movie. Apparently the final Daniel Day-Lewis film that he's got to do. Well, he always says that. Yeah. yeah he, 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 he'll totally be consulting in the ECW arena before long. <laughs> Uh, actually, you know what? I would love another wrestler-esque movie with Daniel Day-Lewis as the star. <laughs> um, and Phantom Thread is very good. Um, I didn't. It wasn't quite what I expected it was going to be. I expected more because I mean, of the of the movies from Pete, Paul Thomas Anderson that I've seen, I've seen obviously The Master. I've seen Inherent Vice. I think I've seen the last three or four movies he made. I've, I had never saw Magnolia, for example. I haven't seen some of his early stuff, but I've seen some of the la- the last few. And I think I expected it to be more tense like obviously the master is a movie that's very very kind of it's a drama almost bordering on a thriller um whereas phantom thread is is more or less just a a drama a romantic drama i guess you'd say um dan de lewis is very very good in it and so is the the co-lead who's a I think I think it's from Luxembourg. Funnily, funnily enough, that I was just bad talk in Luxembourg, but uh, again, her name escapes me. Uh, Phantom Thread starring Vicky Creeps from Luxembourg. Uh, she's also great in it. Um, lots of good performances. Good story. It's a little bit slow, I will say, um, but definitely kept me interested throughout and has has a few weird scenes. Um, has and I can see it being a movie that a lot of people don't like because it's it's slow, but I actually thought it was really good, uh, if not to the level of something like The Master, which is you know out of this out of this world good. It was very very good, uh, and that took me up to to twenty three out of twenty three films. Uh, so wow. 
the last the last few years I've been watching movies right up until the last day, but I watched Phantom Thread yesterday, so I I had today to just relax and not have to force myself to watch movies. <laughs> a day off from the job. <laughs> Which is what the last five or so weeks have been. Um so what I'm looking forward to now next week is I'm gonna watch finally Thor Ragnarok. Oh yes. And I'm gonna watch Black Panther. Yeah, treat yourself. I'm gonna treat myself to some two and a half Good hour movies. long superhero movies. Ooh yeah. Wait, what was the second one? Black Panther. Oh, like, very nice. Yes, those are two great movies. You're gonna, you're they're, gonna have a good time. I think you like, I think you like Thor Ragnarok a lot. I think it's, it's, yeah. Yeah, we'll see about, we'll see how how good it is. Um, so that brings us anyway to the Oscars, which are tonight. Um, I have not seen that many of the uh, contenders, unfortunately. Right. Well, what I'll do is I'll run through very quickly the. Uh, the the nine awards which I care about, okay. <laughs> the nine awards that I arbitrarily decided matter. Sound editing, get to fuck. <laughs> Adapted screenplay, get the hell out of here. No, that's the screenplay is one of them. Oh, so it's be- okay. best picture, best director. <laughs> Uh, actor and supporting actor, actress and supporting actress, adapted screenplay, original screenplay, and animated film. They're the nine. All right. Okay. That's, okay. Good. That's a good list. They should yeah, just do that at the Oscars. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. If you're not, it's, like, it's like WrestleMania. Stop squeezing people into Battle Royals. Yeah. If you're not enough to get a big boy award, you don't get sound mixing. All right? Get the hell out of here. Get out of it. But last year they had, um, I think it was for like best costume. Suicide Squad. No, but there were only three movies nominated. There were only three movies that had good costumes in them. There were only three movies with costumes in. All the others, <laughs> yeah. people, people were wearing their own stuff. Okay. Academy Award winning Suicide Squad. All right, so we'll st- we start at the bottom and make our way to the I'm surprised one. they didn't reissue the DVD boxes with that quote on it to try and move <laughs> you. Uh, best animated film. You have uh, Coco, The Breadwinner, Loving Vincent. The Boss Baby and Ferdinand. <laughs> That's award. It's, Academy Award nominated. The Boss Baby. Go on. Yeah, it's it's, it's kind of weird that like, like a lot of those are like kids movies, and then it's like loving loving Vincent. And the, and the breadwinner. You know, it's like start. I realize it's not best family feature, and and you know stuff like Coco is a bit more far reaching, but it just to me, I just, I don't know something about it. It just kind of jumps out. It's it's a weird uh, it's a weird happen. category because so, the films don't necessarily although they're animated don't have any other common thread. Yeah, exact. That's probably yeah. That's probably the best way of saying it. Whereas like Boss Baby and Coco do feel like they're in the same genre. Whereas mm-hmm. Loving Vincent feels like also it doesn't Loving Vincent it it, it, it had filming like it was filmed and yes. then animated after the fact, Correct. wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So so what, why is this? in this category, but like Guardians of the Galaxy, just as an example, which is almost entirely CG in some ways. You know, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's just, it's a weird movie to put in here. But go on anyway with your pick. Uh, Coco is my pick. Of course. Um, I think it's f- yeah. weird, like, not to be, again, a, a Japanophile, but, I mean, in the, in the world... You're telling me that there was not another animated film better than The Boss Baby. Um, or Ferdinand. Ferdinand, which is, in fairness, worse than The Boss Baby. But, like, 
of all the animated films of 2018, your top five has those two movies in them? I saw some people uh, decrying the lack of Lego Batman, but I didn't see it myself. Um, Lego Lego Batman is about as good as the Boss Baby. It's better. It's certainly better than Ferdinand. Uh, yeah, look, but, these, but, hey, look, but then hey, the, the Lego these, movie these awards in the Academy Academy are weird. But the, the Lego movie wasn't nominated for best animated film when that came out. Mm. That's, I feel like I feel like those two movies, uh, 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 obviously, you know, they're not that snobby because they let the boss baby in. But movies that are literally tie ins with toys, forget comic books and video games and TV shows like literally a tie-in with a fucking toy. I feel like the Academy just would not even entertain the idea of putting that on a list because it's mm. so like, it's so beyond the pale of, of, um, of tie-in schlock, even though Lego movie is a great movie. You know what I mean? You know what yeah. I mean? In terms of just yeah. not, even, not even entertaining the idea of putting it on the list. Like, like, you know, boss baby, Hey, say what you will. It ain't a reboot. And it ain't, it ain't a fucking tie in. It's an, it's an original screenplay. Why isn't it on that list? Uh, I, I, <laughs> I like the boss baby, but it's not, I don't know how, how it got nominated to be honest. Um, not winning anyway. So. No, so Coco, I think, will probably win. Although the breadwinner is also excellent. So if the bre- if you hear the breadwinner won, then at least it's it's somewhat deserved. Um, then we have uh, best original screenplay, uh, and the five nominated are Get Out, The Big Sick, Lady Bird, Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri, and The Shape of Water. Oh, I've actually seen most of the, except those last two. Okay. Yeah, so for me, uh, I think it's definitely between those three which you've seen. It's between Get Out, Big right. Sick, and Lady Bird. So any of those, I think I'd be mm. happy uh, with seeing. But uh, I've gone for Get Out uh, myself. I'll go for Get Out as well. Yeah, I think it's just such a... Lady Bird is like, I absolutely... I think I enjoyed it more as a film. I absolutely adored it. But I felt like it's like, this is the best executed coming-of-age story that's also... it's. It's hitting those same kind of tropes you might have seen before within that genre, if you know what I mean. Uh, yeah. Whereas Get Out's just this Get Out's this just so fucking weird, out there, other thing. Now, of um, course, original screenplay I mean, is just about the script as well, so it doesn't oh, take, no, no, it doesn't take know, into I, account I that. cinematography or performances or anything like that. Yeah, it's it's just it's such a as an idea, it's so um, so out there. Um, yeah, I'd say that might. I'd say that might be a pick. I'd say that might be the bone they throw. Get out. I don't think it's winning anything else, honestly. Um, um, I think it might win this. Okay. Uh, then we have best adapted screenplay. You have The Disaster Artist, Molly's Game, Logan, Mudbound, and Call Me by Your Name. Uh, <laughs> the Disaster Artist. No idea how it got nominated. Uh, Fair enough. If if James Franco got a, a best uh, actor nomination, at least I would have been like, okay, he's he's very good at it, admittedly. Yeah. Best adapted screenplay. It's not even a good screenplay. <laughs> it's not... No, no, it's not. It's also like having just finished the book before I saw it. It's also really kind of there is so much potential. That could have been such a better film. It could have been a, a much darker film. Like, I think they could have gone a, a more darkly comic because the book really paints Wiseau as a bit of a fucking weirdo and arsehole. Um, mm. Whereas the um, uh, the movie kind of goes more with a hilarious meme man who can't act, you know. Um, um, yeah, I'm with you. I, I 
don't get the buzz for Disaster Artist at all. I liked it more than you, but I didn't. I, I don't see it here at all. I haven't seen the rest of these, but I adored Logan. Um, oh yeah, Logan brilliant as well. Um, so what do you pick? I've gone for Call Me by Your Name here. Mm. Um, I think it's the mm. best one. Great movie. Um, if you do get a chance to check it out. Um, we then will go to uh, the actors. So best supporting actor. 2018 we have uh sam rockwell and um what's your guy's name woody harrelson for uh three billboards outside ebbing missouri you have willem dafoe for the florida project christopher Plummer, all the money in the world and richard jenkins for shape of water i've gone for willem dafoe here um although christopher Plummer, i would say would be a very close second i think they're kind of head and shoulders above the other three Sam Rockwell, in particular, I didn't think was good in three billboards, so I'm a bit surprised to see him nominated. But uh, I think Willem Dafoe probably will get it. He was super good. Has he won um, one of these before? Willem Dafoe. Uh, Spider-Man? Did he win? <laughs> I don't think Spider-Man won an Oscar for anything. Um, uh, I'm not sure that he's won... Academy Award before I don't believe so. No, I don't. I don't think so. No, but uh, I think, like I think this might even be his first nomination. To be fair, hmm. but mm. he's he's great in the Florida Project. I don't know if you guys have seen that movie, but he's really he's good. bloody great in Spider Man as well. Should have got one for that. Spider Man, come out to play. Uh, then best actor, which is uh, da, 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 Daniel. What's his surname? Daniel Kaluuya for Get Get Out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Denzel Washington, Roman J. Israel, Esquire, Gary yeah. Oldman, Darkest Hour, Timothee yeah. Chalamet for Call Me By Your Name, and Daniel Day-Lewis, Phantom Thread. Probably be Oldman. You will, yeah. Oh, uh, this would be the old uh, Stephen Hawking's. Uh, was that Eddie Redmayne wins for? Oh yes, yeah, yeah. For God, he wins Redmayne. because he plays Stephen Hawking. Yeah, yeah. I think Gary Oldman's very good in Darkest Hour, to be fair. But uh, I've gone for Timothee Chalamet for Call Me By Your Name in that one as well. He was, again, he was the kid from uh, Lady Bird. Yeah. I uh, I would have liked, I don't think he would have had a chance of winning, but I would have liked an hour nod for Hugh Jackman on this. Um, for Logan? Yeah. Um, I, I I came out of Logan not only loving Logan but also just going like God he's been so great and he's been so great for like twenty years in this one character it's like a really incredible thing and just even even just as a as a standalone movie I thought his performance mate, was just mate just so was Kelsey Grammer as Frasier but no one gave him and an Oscar and he didn't get his due either and I'm still annoyed about that as well mm. um uh yeah so. I watched some Frasier over over the week as well, so that was good. Oh, good, good. <laughs> uh, anyway, best best supporting actress. We have uh, Octavia Spencer for The Shape of Water. <laughs> uh, she's terrible in that. Uh, Leslie, she, Ma- <laughs> uh, she sucks in that movie. Uh, Leslie Manville, <laughs> Phantom Thread. Uh, Laurie Metcalf, Lady Bird. Mary J. Blige, Mudband, and Allison Janney, I Tonya. So again, yeah, I've this, only this, seen Lady Bird, but Metcalf is fantastic in that. Yeah, that for, for for me, this is like f- one of four. I think this might be the closest category for me. 
Aside from Octavia Spencer, who, in fairness, I think has been great in other movies, but she's just completely over the top in Shape of Water. Um, yeah, for me, it's between the, the other four. Uh, and for me, I've also gone Laurie Metcalf for Lady Bird. Uh, although, it's really a pick em. Any four of those could win, and and I, I would think it's it would be deserved, because they're all really good. Mm. Like all all of those four movies, Phantom Thread, I Tanya, Mudbound, and and Lady Bird, I I did notice while I was watching them. Like Jesus, this 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 lady's really fucking good in this movie. <laughs> but uh, I think Metcalf, just about I think was the best. Uh, and then we have Best Actress, uh, Meryl Streep, The Post, Frances McDormand, Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri, Sir Sharon and Lady Bird, Margot Robbie, I Tanya, and Sally Hawkins, The Shape of Water. So what do you make of this one? Uh, again, I have not seen enough of these. No? Mm-hmm. Saoirse for you then? Uh, well, yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, she's great, and it would be nice if she won it, but I don't, uh, yeah. I've, I've, I can't advocate for her in good faith, not having seen the rest of them. I've gone Sally Hawkins for The Shape of Water in that one. Uh, she plays a mute woman. It's very, very good. Uh, yeah, yeah. Meryl Streep... That's, that's, that's only half acting then, isn't it? Meryl Streep I put last. Mm-hmm. Uh... Although she's good in the post. Oh, I'm so sick of fucking Meryl Streep. Um, Margot Robbie's also very good in Itania, but I think Sally Hawkins is probably the best one. Uh, then we have two left. Best Director. Uh, so you have Phantom Thread, Get Out, Lady Bird, Dunkirk, and Shape of Water. So, of course, that's uh, Paul Thomas Anderson, uh, Jordan Peele, Greta Gerwig, Chris Nolan, and Guillermo del Toro. And I went, I went Paul Thomas Anderson, Phantom Thread on this one. Hmm. Hmm. Probably Greg Gerwig. You think? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I kind of wish I'd seen Phantom Thread, to be honest. Uh... No, no Denis Villeneuve in this one for Blade Runner, either. Blade Runner, uh, really didn't get many nominations at all yeah kind of kind of snubbed across the board really um i mean denny villeneuve for me is the best director currently on the go you know arrival and all all of them uh so for him him to not get nominated and you know some of the ones which are nominated i don't know i kind of want to i kind of want to rewatch um that blade runner film Uh, which i which i didn't i didn't which i did not want to do after i saw the first one yeah uh but like I, I was so kind of not into it as I was watching it, and it was one of those ones that I just thought about a lot after I'm, after I watched it. So I was like, ah, I should really watch that again. I'm sure I probably. I, I think I think the second one, like the first one, actually will grow on you every time you see them. Because when I, when I first saw Blade Runner, I was very much in the same mindset of you if I didn't like get the hype. But every subsequent rewatch, I think I've liked it more. I think this. I think that'd be true also of the sequel. Uh, and then we have Best Picture. And we have Darkest Hour, Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri, The Shape of Water, The Post, Lady Bird, Dunkirk, Phantom Thread, Call Me By Your Name, and Get Out. Mm. And uh, the way I've judged this is which is the best movie, not what do I think will win. Yeah. So I've gone Get Out. That would be quite the occurrence, wouldn't it? Because I think Get Out is the Mm. best of those nine movies. Yeah. <clears throat> well, 
I've only seen three of them. Yeah, again, so you've I seen, seen, you've seen the post. I love... What other one? Dunkirk? I've seen Dunkirk get out on the post. Yeah. Um, out of those three, close between Dunkirk and get out, actually. Mm. Well, I... Ah, fuck it. Get, yeah, get out. Yeah. I give it to get out. I listed them here in order. I've Dunkirk at number four. And I have the post at number six. In order of how much I enjoy them. So I've mm. gone in order. Get Out, Call Me By Your Name, Phantom Thread, Dunkirk, Lady Bird, The Post, Shape of Water, Three Billboards, and Darkest Hour at, at the bottom. I don't, I don't think Get Out will win. <laughs> I, think, uh, I think Call yeah. Me By Your Name is probably the most likely one. Or Phantom Thread. Yeah, Get, get Out seems like... The long shot. Probably the least. The lo- I, honestly, if, if we were organizing the list based on possibility rather than preference i think it would be at the bottom honestly um possibly um i feel like i feel like you know you know the oscar committee gets criticized so much this might sound like the most cynical take of all time but i feel like they just kind of put it on there for the sake of putting it on there um and i think it is an incredible film i think it is definitely should be in a perfect world would be nominated for best picture on merit alone but that's yeah especially because there are people there's already you know stories coming out of some of the some of the takes of the voters in the academy about that movie which are not reassuring mm. um but yeah i mean it's such a uh, it's such a different thing to like moonlight whereas okay yeah, you know moonlight is like predominantly black movie black directed black starring all but like that is such an oscar movie like when you just watch it it's such an oscar movie yeah um it's like it's like in some ways it's almost like cliche how it's the type of movie they would vote for regardless of 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 the 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 people involved whereas get out i feel like i feel like some monocles would fall into some champagne glasses uh (laughs) when the academy watch it um no nominations uh, for mother either oh (laughs) (laughs) i was gonna be diplomatic and say it's divisive yeah. Mm. Oh well. I, I haven't seen it still. Um, just looking at the gap betting odds for the best picture, guess how it's actually third. What's number um, one? Call me by your name. Three. No, three billboards. Oh. Is the <laughs> then shape of water. Then get oh, out. That was mm, okay. Then ladybird. Yeah, I think sh- shape of water got the most nominations this year. Um, yeah, shape of water cleaned up big time. Three, bill, um, three billboards is is a a, a middling movie at best. Uh, yeah, I've I haven't seen it yet, but I've seen some lukewarm opinions on it. Um, it's it's yeah. not, it's it's not very good. Not very good. Yeah, it's weird. It's going to be an interesting um, set of results. Um, yeah, I'd almost I'd almost feel like it, I would love to just wake up and see the Get Out one. Um, that'd be so great. Um, you can actually get eighty to one on "Call Me by Your Name." That's, really? This might be worth sticking fifty p on. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I think I think yeah. I, I forgot actually because I remember I was reading about how Shape of Water just got all these all these nominations. Mm. Um, Del Toro, I don't think, has won previously for um, Pacific Rim. best picture or best director. I don't think, but. Um, yeah, yeah. So I guess I'm looking here on pa- on paddypower.com. You have best picture, uh, darkest hour, one hundred and seventy five to one. Yeah. Call me by your name, yeah. sixty six to one. Phantom thread, eighty to one. 
Three billboards mm-hmm. outside Ebbing, Missouri, evens. What? Yep. <clears throat> yeah, Ooh, but, but again, think, again I, th- I, think that's, I think that's based less on someone at Paddy Power <laughs> giving their take on which movie is best and more what do these people vote on. You know what I mean? I don't know which uh, would be worse. Trump for president, Brexit, or that to win best picture. <laughs> well, I think they're all in the same wheelhouse, aren't they? Um, mm. uh, but yeah, that's that's um, yeah. I, I mean, honestly, if I was, I, yeah, if I was kind of, although again, if I'm if I'm a bookmaker and I'm like setting odds on what I think is likely to win, I I find it odd that Call Me by Your Name is so low. Uh, yeah, it's weird. It's 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 a weird year, definitely. Um, well, we will see. We will see. I'm ready. I'm ready to have my indignation face on and go. Well, I watched the movie, so I know that movie sucked. So keep an eye at your boy at Paul Griffin CSP for the hottest of hot takes on the Oscar winners. I'll I'll do one tweet where I'll go. What a load of shite! Yeah, I'll 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 be loading that Twitter up first thing in the morning. Um, RT, if you cry every time when that wins the best picture. And if you're not on Twitter, you can just come to this show next week. Oh. We'll, uh, although. We'll have. Although. What's going to be the show this week? Because. Uh, I'm not going to be here on Sunday. Oh, mm-hmm. I'm also not going to be here on Sunday. So you're going to have to. Joe will recount Paul's take. <laughs> I'll send a letter to Joe. Dear Joe. I've... Write me a letter and I'll read that out. And... Dear Joe, I wrote you, but you still ain't calling. <laughs> Get out didn't win. You should have seen me balling. Oh, very good. Um, yeah, we'll have to. I guess we'll have to do a. Well, I won't be able to do it Monday. I'll be like traveling and tired and grumpy. Um, but uh, we'll figure something out. Hmm. Um, yeah. So that's that's movie golf. Look forward to that. Uh, Paul, you got an email you want us to read? I do. Or what, do you want to read to us? I'll read it myself. Yeah. Um, this email comes from Stevie Boy Binkle. Girl. And the Bink says uh, that the college town I'm living in is getting an indie wrestling show for the first time ever. Ooh. They've announced. Are you ready for these three names announced for the show? Yeah. Yeah. Super crazy. So he's top <laughs> thing. Right? They've announced super crazy. Juventud Guerrera. Yurt. And Pierre from the Quebecers. As the big name <laughs> coming in for the show. <laughs> uh, well, you know, you have to start somewhere. He said it's their first. Look, OTT used to just have all the Irish lads and Rhino. So <laughs> um, so we, you have to start somewhere. That'll probably be all right. I hope you go along to it. He says, what cast off WWE, WCW, ECW, or stars from anywhere else? would get you to go to a local area's first show, assuming that most of the local guys would be fairly green and terrible. So imagine that Limerick or imagine that Leakslip. So we're, not, we're not talking about OTT here, but imagine that, that it's announced that in the local uh, GAA hall, remember, we're not talking, right. about, we're not talking about OTT here, um, is there's going to be a wrestling show. Tickets, 10 euro. Chiddler's getting for free. Um <laughs> What what cast off two thousand and six SmackDown superstars are you keeping your eye open for? Uh, well, I'm I'm thinking right away at Vito. 
Uh, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Chuck, Chuck Palumbo. Chuck uh, Palumbo, if he's still alive. Yeah. Um, uh, whichever one of Deuce and Domino is not the the hanger on in Ring of Honor pals with CM Punk, Cole Cabana, the other one. Deuce then. Deuce. Deuce. Okay, yeah, Deuce. Deuce. Um, he's snuck a junior, uh, by the way. He's he's son of a killer. Uh, oh yeah. Um, he's maybe not him. He's related to me, uh, so I never put that two and two together. Um, uh, let me see here. I, I was very disappointed that I, I didn't get to see Too Cool as um, OTT, so get them into League yeah. Slip Championship Wrestling. I'm going to say, in 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 line with Vito, I want to see Little Guido. Um, okay. A.K.A. Nunzio. I feel like that's a, a great thing to do for startup shitty indies is uh, to book the FBI uh, yeah. or, or, or or book, you know, some other, like grab anyone who's from ECW who's still alive and able to, to walk. Um, I'd love, you know, I, I'd it, love this theoretical show to be main evented by uh, TNA's The Naturals versus mm. The Heartthrobs from WWE. Yeah, where's like, my wallet? Uh, League Slip Championship Wrestling main event. Um, uh, uh, Heidenreich, uh, <laughs> versus uh, first, uh, versus Ring of Honor World Champion Xavier. <laughs> I want to see the Gemini um, the versus the Dicks, <laughs> which probably was a match uh, on SmackDown in 2005. Uh, Kevin Thorne uh, versus uh, Headbanger Mosh. Well, I, I saw Kevin Thorne in a hotel in Manuk once. Was he? Uh, what? Uh, he, he, asked you to sign in. He, he, he asked you to sign in and he'd give you your room key, was it? <laughs> and he was, like, he, he was like, Ice Machine's that way if you want it. This was one town over, so it might have been, I don't know, like, you know, the American wrestling that. I don't know, but I stuck my head in. Uh, I didn't pay to the show. I just stuck my head in the door, and, and he was in the ring, Kevin Thorne. I'm like, oh, that's that lad from ECW who's no good. That's Mordecai! Uh, yeah, so uh, is that your one mail? That's my one mail. Thank you, uh, Binky Boy. That was a, that was a fun one. Yeah. Uh, let me see here. So we can jump in to the wrestling. Uh, 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 segment this week. Quite a lot of wrestling talk, but a lot of news, a lot of shows to talk about. Uh, who whomst watched what from the Elimination Chamber show? I watched the two chambers and fucking the Rousey segment. Uh, I watched the Rousey segment and just the men's chamber because I'm not woke. Because uh, you're sexist fucking pig. I watched um, nearly all of it, actually. Oh, oh, really? Because I, uh, other than the chamber matches, I thought that card looked dreadful. So we'll go through it here. Um, well, uh, Paul, I tell you what, right? I, I, I say this with my woman respecting hat on. Uh, you skipped the best match on the show, baby. Um, What's that? Uh, <laughs> Matt, Matt, Hard, Matt Hardy against Bray Wyatt? No. The women's elimination chamber. Oh, I thought it was really good. I thought the action was good. Um, it was not. It would not be in the top five uh, spot fests in in Elimination Chamber history. There wasn't a, a Drew McIntyre going crazy. There wasn't a a Goldberg spearing people through. You know, there wasn't there wasn't any of that stuff. 
per se. There was a couple of dives off the um, off the pods, but other than that, it was was not great. But lots of great stories, lots of uh, lots of smaller stories interwoven throughout the match. All really well done. Uh, um, I thought everyone's performance was was at the bare minimum fine. I thought Mandy mm. Rose was like fine, but not. They, they I, got her you, and Sonya out pretty quickly. Didn't they? Yeah, they got them in. They got them out. It was like I think Mandy was pinned first, and I was like, okay, that's to be expected. She's the the greenest and the you know the, to be blunt about it, the le- the least good. But then they also pinned Sonya like fairly quickly afterwards. So not only did they get them out of there because they're kind of the weakest, but like storyline wise, they did not do anything interesting with. With the two people in the stable together, um, uh, you know, did not do any kind of uh, notable damage. Again, they were fine. They weren't bad. I actually thought Sonya was pretty good in the match, but they did not um, they did not do anything. That was kind of the dynamic of the match. It wasn't a tag team match, but the dynamic was kind of like the two Absolution girls are on, on a team. Bailey and Sasha are kind of on a team and Alexa and Mickey are kind of on a team in the sense that they, they had fragile alliances. And I really like that. Um, uh, Alexa tried to do the whole lock herself back in the pods because she was in with Bailey and Sasha. She climbed up to like the the top segment, not not the roof, but like the 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 segment just before the roof. She was like running away from the two of them. Uh, you had your Sasha betrayal moment, uh, which was cool, but it was also my one my lo- my logical criticism of the match was that uh, Sasha turned on Bailey before they eliminated Alexa. So you know, just just kind of silly the idea yeah. that she should have they should like and there was no reason as well. It's not like Sasha was like, oh, I can just pin them both in quick succession. It was like they were chasing Alexa Bliss around the cage. They had her cornered on top of a pod. Bailey was climbing up, and Sasha kicked her down off the pod mm. um, at a critical she, moment. It's like you could have like she gained nothing from it as well because Bailey just then came straight back and attacked her. Yes, yeah, and Sasha ended up getting eliminated because Bailey Bailey didn't pin her, but Bailey like softened her up big time with a uh, a yeah. rope Bailey to Bailey or Bailey or whatever the fuck she calls it. Um, so yeah, she hit that with Sasha Alexa. I think rolled her up. Did she get her with a roll up? Was it? Mm, yeah. And then the finish was um, Sasha was like gesturing like she was going to climb a pod and do a big crazy move off it, and Alexa shoved her head first into the pod while she was on the top rope. And then gave her like an elevated uh, top rope DDT to pin her. Um, so yeah, what do you what do you make of it, Joe? Uh, any other? I thought it was, it was a very enjoyable match as well. Yeah, again, not like one of the greatest elimination matches ever, but certainly very very good. Um, enjoyed the, the post match interview as well. Had had me go in there for a minute. Yes, I was. Um... Yeah, I, I thought they were turning her face and I was actually kind of rolling my eyes because it was like after the match, Alexa did a WWE trademark. We're women making history. Believe in, believe in yourself like I believed in me and, and I believe in you. Um, uh, and they had some great reaction shots of some little girls looking all happy and inspired by Alexa. Alexa was doing the fake tears. And then she turned heel at the end of the promo, like, yeah, so yeah, I live my dreams, but like, none of you could do this. None of you are as good as me. Um, it was really great. I thought they were doing an ill-advised face turn. They worked me like a mark worked into a shoot. Um, yeah, it was quality. Uh, uh, the women's division on Raw is doing some some solid stuff. 
so, Joe, what else was on this card here? Because this is where I, I smashed, smashed the hell out of that fast forward button. Um, <laughs> yeah, saying saying that, I did then skip the, the tag match. Okay. Uh, I watched Asuka versus Nia Jax, which was actually fairly enjoyable. I heard that was good, um, yeah. I can't actually remember what happened. Obviously, Asuka won. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was it was a decent match. Uh, what was after that? Was that then? Oh yeah, I didn't watch Matt Hardy Bray Wyatt. I think I was. I think I left it on while I was doing the washing up again. Right. Bit of a yeah. theme. I'm often doing the washing up whilst there's a content on. Um. So yeah, no interest in that. Yeah, and then the main event, which um was good. Maybe not as good as a women's match, but uh, enjoyable as well. Yeah, I was, yeah, was kind of not into it. I don't. I'm not quite sure what. Mm. Um, what there was a couple of problems really. So there was, was seven seven guys. So it started with a triple th- uh, triple threat, a triple threat. Um, uh, and and basically the story of the match was everyone got in the match, and then Braun cleaned house. And I and I Ooh. think sorry, so, sorry. Is, 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 uh, um. My, I think my problem with the match is when Braun started to clean house, I thought the story was so foreshadowed and so on the nose that I, I was kind of taken out of the match immediately. Mm. And I think I think we all knew Roman was winning. And, and to be clear, I think my complaint isn't, oh, I don't want to see Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar. I actually do. I think that match will be great. And I, I went into this match knowing Roman was winning. I wasn't going in with any kind of suspension of disbelief. But it was just so on the nose. Yeah. Um, and it was like, it felt like a match from the early years of John Cena as a main eventer, when people really mm. started to turn on him. They they were so comically over the top with how tough Braun is that I was like, okay, he's getting pinned clean with a spear um, uh, without without a doubt. Yeah. They they did this thing that they do in in most chambers where everyone hit a finish on the big guy, but instead of instead of being pinned, Braun kicked out of all the moves. He kicked out of of the AA. He kicked out of every every combination of every of every uh, finishing move. He kicked out of. Uh, he pinned John Cena. He pinned. Did he actually? Did he literally eliminate everyone? I can't remember. Maybe one yeah, or two people. He yeah, did. everyone. Everyone he eliminated. He eliminated everyone in the match. Yeah. Okay, so so he eliminated everyone. Uh, and then he and Roman had a closing sequence. It was a great closing sequence. I love their matches together. I think they're great career rivals. I think I, I enjoyed that aspect of it. But then it was just Roman just hit, I think, a second spear. And he just pinned him. And I was like, that is such a... That is like 11 years ago, this is what everyone was complaining about with John Cena. That you you make these comically over-the-top, overpowered monsters. And he beats them with his goofy move. Um... Uh, yeah. It was just silly. Like I said, I don't, I don't mind the, the direction of WrestleMania. I just think that that match could have been structured differently. Um, and then Braun laid him out after the match as well, which I thought I was like, so what on earth was the point of the whole um, uh, of that match structure if Braun was then going to lay him out afterwards? Um, it's just another scenario where they do absolutely everything in their power to get someone over in order to feed that person to Roman Reigns. And it's just so silly and as you say on the nose at this point because when it becomes that obvious it just it just doesn't work it's yeah. like yeah you can have you can have someone beat everyone on the roster and then lose to reigns to put him over but we, if you can see what's happening it's you know if you can see the trick being done it's not going to work um 
I feel I kind of honestly feel like if Vince McMahon had access to a time machine, he would go back through history and put Roman Reigns over every <laughs> over person. Yeah, Goldberg streak would be ended by Reigns. Uh, Yokozuna would be body slammed by Roman Reigns on the USA Intrepid. <laughs> uh, Montreal screw job, it would be Brett <laughs> screwed by Roman. Yeah. <laughs> Bruno Sammartino's seven year title reign ended by Roman Reigns. Uh, and he still wouldn't be over. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. Um, and it's funny then, it's because it, it's the, the following night on Raw, it was like, we're actually not going to focus on him being mega strong. We're going to go with a, a, a meta story about about fan ideas and relationships. That's actually kind of interesting. But it was like, how how did you how were you so out to lunch on Sunday, but actually had some interesting ideas on Monday? Um, mm. uh, but we'll get to that in a bit. Um, so yeah, uh, I I think I think and the action was good. Obviously, you had Finn Balor in there. You had yeah. Seth Rollins. Um, Seth Rollins was good in this match, but like uh, following, I think like. The weird thing about that gauntlet match, I don't know, I can't remember if you watched it, Joe, but it was like this really, really fucking tremendous Seth Rollins performance, and then this match was just mm. kind of, it was just kind of there. Um, yeah, I quite like Elias as well. I wasn't sure on him, but I think he's actually pretty good, uh, or at least on on the mic. Yeah, yeah he's, he's he's come along leaps and bounds. He was he was a guy I think most of us would have rolled our eyes at on NXT, mm. uh, and when he when he came up to Raw, I was like, oh well, this guy's doomed, but he's done quite well. Um, yeah. I actually thought it was an interesting contrast. I was like looking at the match. I was like, okay, who is in terms of positioning on the card? Who's the lowest person in this match? And I was like, okay, it's Elias, obviously. And I was like, relative to some of the other people, they like with six with six wrestlers. There's always like usually one dude in these matches who's like a a, a mid card jabron. Uh, mm-hmm. Kofi's Kofi's been in there. Mike Knox, uh, Carlito. You know, they 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 tend to put the flavor of the month in there. And I was like, as far as those go, Elias is actually pretty good. Especially if you watch Raw most weeks, he's pretty damn good. Um, and an interesting contrast is to the SmackDown main event for the next pay-per-view, where the lowest cogs on the wheel are, um, or the lowest kind of entries in, on, on the, on, in the main event are Dolph and Baron Corbin, where, where you can absolutely not say the same thing. They don't belong in there. They're not they're not ahead of where they should be. They are like, mm. it's, they've been thrown in for the sake of being thrown in. It doesn't feel like a natural thing like it does with Elias. Um, uh, so yeah, Raw, to, to, to Raw's credit, I mean, we don't we don't talk about it in depth every week because I don't think we watch enough of it. But mm. um, they're, they're building some people up. They're telling some good stories. Um, and they have they have a somewhat clear idea of what they're doing for Mania. So um, so thumbs up for Raw currently. Um, so did both of you watch the rousing thing from Elimination Chamber? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, did you, Paul? Yeah. Okay. So what did you make of it? I thought it got off on the wrong foot with her coming out like she did at the Rumble, uh, mm. being all happy, and then doing her stupid fake WWE dialogue. And then I thought it got good at the end um, with her, uh, uh, you know, confronting through them i think angle is a very is very weird in this storyline but i uh I, I think it works nonetheless yeah i enjoyed her looking like a badass is what they need not the, the goofy fucking smiling baby face this the thing with angle is weird because he just then <laughs> out of nowhere he just starts blurting out don't you guys hate ronda rousey you were slaying her off the other day and it's like really 
that's the that's the best thing they could come up with. They could have had like some secret videotape filmed backstage of you know, yeah. Triple H and Steph slagging off Rousey, but no, they just like, uh, missed the exposition there, <laughs> setting up the uh, the <laughs> confrontation. Um, but it worked. It worked. It was better than the Rumble, but then the Rumble was complete shite. So I don't know. At least it's they've salvaged it somewhat. I think. Yeah. Um, and, uh, so we had the first instance of her getting a bit physical. Uh, she put Triple H through a table with a, an all right looking suplex thing. Uh, and Stephanie slapped her. Um, yeah, I'm also uh, not averse to her, her first kind of feud being with Triple H and Stephanie, although it's a bit eye rolly cause they have to fucking work with everyone. You know, yeah. Big who comes in. It, you know, if she went straight into the title picture, you'd have that, you know, she could do a match with Charlotte at WrestleMania, but then you've done that within the first couple of months. Um, at least here, that it, it gives a bit of time to build it up. You know, she could win the title at the end of the year and then lose it at the Rumble or something like that. Um, it also means she could probably do a match where she's not going to be as exposed, like it's not going to be a big singles match with Charlotte or Sasha or Alexa. Uh, I guess it'll be like a, I don't know, tag match or some kind of match where they can hide her, her greenness yeah. a little bit. Yeah, and, and and like, as you said, I mean, if they put her in a title match, you have to then worry about that whole resentment thing of people going, mm. oh, what the hell? And uh, and as it is eye-rolly, but at the, at the end of the day, it's like, well, they're stars, and Stephanie is the biggest, the biggest heel that she can beat without, like, killing a, a frequently occurring character, because, like, Stephanie can lose... Um, and WWE yeah. doesn't lose anything. Whereas if, if Ronda like beats Alexa Bliss in 30 seconds in her yeah. first match, that's like that's pissing away two years of work you've done with Alexa. So yeah, I, I'm with you. My only my only thing is like I thought this and the Raw segment, I thought they were both good, and I thought they were like okay, you've you've righted the ship after Royal Rumble, thumbs up. But like the the, the strongest word I would use is good. Uh, it doesn't come off as like this hot mega crossover star. Angle, it's not, you know what I mean? Austin Tyson. No, um, it's not even even going smaller scale than that. It doesn't even come off like Brock in 2012. You know what I mean? It comes off yeah. like sub sub that level. And I think, and and I think that's I mean, if that sounds like a like a harsh expectation. I mean, it is Ronda Rousey, you know, and, and people mm. have been clamoring for her in wrestling for years. Um, you know, she's still o- she's over, and Stephanie is hated, and that's good. But it does. I just watch Raw and Elimination Chamber. And I was like, okay, this is good, but that's about it. Um, uh, but time will tell. Obviously, we still have a few more weeks of uh, of angles. Um, yeah, and so obviously, yeah, uh, uh, Kurt Angle and Triple H are now involved in this as well. So, yeah, tag match most likely. I'd imagine those two will will do most of it. Um, so that was uh, Elimination Chamber. Any other takes, Paul? Before we move on? Um, no, I think I I I'm kind of in the same. That's why I didn't really interject too much because I kind of in the same boat as you guys. I thought the Ronda Rousey stuff was uh, was good at the end. I, I quite enjoyed her throwing Triple H through a table, and um, obviously they need to keep her and Stephanie apart until Mania. That should be kind of the first physical interaction. Like Stephanie slapped her, but Ronda didn't. You know, grab her. Mm. Really. Uh, the the men's elimination chamber I thought was the most perfunctory, boring, least unique <laughs> cookie cutter chamber match they could have put on, which is such a shame because you had said last week, Barry, that it's like potentially one of the best 
lineups in terms of the people in the chamber. And then mm. it was just nothing. It was a nothing match. I th- I thought the ending sucked, to be honest. Because uh, Braun, I mean, the story was that Braun was, and this isn't, this isn't the Roman Reigns uh, complaint, because I think Roman Reigns is really good, <laughs> to be honest. But uh, in terms of the story of the match, it was like Braun Strowman just killing everyone. And then as, as soon as he eliminated R- Rollins, I think Rollins was the, the second to last el- elimination. Uh I, Roman just beat the piss out of him for three minutes and pinned him. Like, it, it, there wasn't... When it got to the final two, it wasn't like this back and forth. Can Roman defeat Goliath? As soon as Rollins was out, Roman just beat the shit out of Strowman for, for three minutes and then pinned him, pinned him with a, a, a average-looking spear. There wasn't even a big... You're in the Elimination Chamber, for Christ's sake. Throw him through a, you know... A pod. Well, he did go through a pod, but he kind of just... Did he? Ran through it himself. Yeah, he, Strowman went for, like, a shoulder charge. Oh, yes, yeah. I, I remember this, because that, that was, I believe, that was the one uh, bulletproof glass spot, wasn't it? That was the one... Well, yeah, but then, then Strowman threw Roman through one of the other ones as the show went off the air, for some reason. Oh, yeah, um, that's right, yeah, after the match, yeah, yeah. But it didn't feel like, uh, a, like, the... Roman was really you know, struggling to conquer the the insurmountable Strowman. He just beat him up and pinned him with two spears. It was yeah. just oh okay, like it, it it was just very flat, very anticlimactic ending. And then Strowman beat him up for some reason. I didn't know what was that supposed to represent. Was he a heel now, or was it just to send the crowd home happy? Or I mean, who cares? Just do that after the pay per Then I think it was. They're trying to have their cake and eat it too, beat Strowman, but all but the, the classic thing of well, we can protect everyone except you can't because what you're actually doing is helping no one. Um, yeah, I thought I didn't. Uh, I didn't think the men's chamber was very good to be honest. Although Seth Rollins did hit a perfect frog splash off one of the pods during the match. Oh yeah, that was cool. Aside from that, n- completely unmemorable. Not very good. Um. Yeah, we had uh, the following uh, uh, night, we had Raw. Um, I didn't watch... Actually, no, I did watch most of Raw. I um, watched this week in WWE. Okay, well, you can, which you can tell me... of Raw on it. What, ...what that did and didn't cover. On, uh, so I'm not going to go into in-depth on everything on Raw. Just a couple of notes before we get to the Roman segment. Uh, they did a tag match where Bailey jumped off the apron, where Sasha uh, went for the tag, which I thought was a really cool moment. Um, I hope they get a singles match at Mania. I hope it's not a uh, eight-person fucking scramble match for the title. You know what I mean? Uh, I want, mm. I want a Bliss title match, and I want Bailey Sasha singles match. I, I don't think it's too much to ask. You know, leave your leave your fucking pitiful Ziggler tokenist match at home leave some of the leave some of the smackdown jabronis off the card and give me these two women's matches i actually care about um uh on there uh there was that that was solid i I don't think we really thought much about the rousey segment it was more or less just kind of a direct continuation of the uh of the previous night uh that ended with triple h smacking kurt angle just to in case you weren't already clear it's going to be a a tag match they didn't make it official but you know uh hammered it home uh, and the the big noteworthy occurrence um, uh, from Raw really was the Roman promo. Uh, they had been uh, they were alleging that Brock was supposed to be there, 
for a face-off with Roman, and they were alleging that he didn't show up. Uh, there was also Dana White on Sunday night tweeted a picture of Brock. Uh, he, him and Brock together. Um, so it, it, they're, they're going for a vibe that Brock is one foot out the door and, and uh, doesn't care about wrestling, which, to be fair, he doesn't. But um, uh, I, I'm taking all of that with a pinch of salt. I think this is just a. I think this is just what the angle is and what what the storyline is going to be. Um, uh, but yeah, that led to Roman doing. I thought a pretty damn good promo uh, on on the uh, uh, on Brock as a part timer and as someone who doesn't care. Uh, and it, you know, walked the line. It didn't. It didn't go into. You know, it didn't shatter kayfabe or anything. It kept it within the realm of believability on the show. We talked about how, you know, more about kind of Brock not showing up and not doing as many dates as everyone else as, as opposed to any other kind of uh, uh, kayfabe shattering comments. Um, and even though they booed him early on, the crowd were cheering him by the end. They cheered when he goes, uh, I don't respect you. And I damn sure don't fear that bitch. Uh so uh, was this? So how much of this was on your uh, uh, this week in WWE, Paul? Ah, uh, just bits and bobs. Uh, obviously, the the Roman promo I think was mm, partially there. So obviously, the beat the big beats were covered. Um, yeah. Which uh, I don't know. I thought it was a little too uh, transparent, like Joe said earlier on. If you see the trick happening, it doesn't work. Like it was, it was so obvious what they were doing, to the point yeah. that he's like, "I'm gonna go back now and get my ass chewed out. I'm gonna get in trouble because I, bang bang, I was shooting, you know." Which is, yeah, so and, it, and it's like I was kind of surprised when I saw so many people going, "Oh, did Brock Lesnar actually no show?" I was like, "This is really transparently a work." Um. Um. <laughs> Like uh, maybe maybe Brock is actually leaving for UFC, or maybe I I think you know he, I think his contract is coming due, so maybe they're you know partnering up with UFC to say hey work with us on this angle for WrestleMania, and Brock can do another fight. You know you know what I mean, like well, as they've done in the past. Um, um, but in terms of do I think he actually unscripted decided not to show up to Raw? I think that's of course that's not true. Was Roman actually off script on that promo? Of course not. Um, I, I think I think I think buying into that is is, is ridiculous. Um, but I thought I thought. But even though I'm, I'm with you on how you can kind of see through it, I still thought his his delivery was was good. It was, to be fair. Um, I wonder what they do next week because there's still like you know four or five weeks to Mania. So um, uh, I would say week one of this is is a success. But um, where they go from here is uh, is something else entirely. Um, I saw that last night in there was a, a house show in Chicago, uh, and Brock was there, yeah. and he beat Kane in thirty seconds. I think it was. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, and so, you know, perhaps that will be mentioned. But 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 what, what I'm worried about is, um, like, if if you mention that, you might be crossing the line into getting too cute with it and getting too work shooty. Because I don't think Roman should be saying, "Oh, you only had a thirty-second match." Like, I, like <laughs> yeah, I guess it's that's that's not something you should say if you want to keep this angle logical and within the world of wrestling. Um, yeah. No, no, so it, it, it becomes. I don't think that. I don't think they re- reference that. I don't think they reference um, that. 
yeah, well, I don't know, but that's that's just it. We don't really know, so we'll see. We'll see where they go from here. Um, also, Elias yeah. shot a fire extinguisher on Braun Strowman and made him look extremely silly. Oh, I must have skipped that. I didn't see that. Yeah. So is that the? I guess that's the mania match for for Braun. <laughs> yeah. The thing about this week what? in WWE, by the way, is it's only half an hour long. <laughs> I thought it was an hour, but it isn't. Oh, I would have guessed it was an hour. Yeah, holy it's shit! Half an hour long. I would almost, I would almost think they could, they could probably do a this week in Raw and this week in SmackDown half hour each. Um, no, they don't. It's, it's just it's, it's half an hour. There's bits of Raw, bits of SmackDown. Then they do this thing called the Slam and Seven, where they show you seven little of the most important little clips to kind of fill in the blanks of stuff that weren't covered. Uh, and both weeks, because I watched it last week as well, both weeks I've watched it, the last five minutes have just been kind of filler. Because last week they had, the, the, the enti- in its entirety, the Jeff Jarrett Hall of Fame video. Mm. And then this week they had the little kid who's going to the Hall of Fame as the Warrior Award recipient. And oh, we're, yeah. We're going to yeah. tell you why this kid is the in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> So skip that, didn't I? Oh. Uh, um. Yeah. I guess I. I'm assuming it's so that 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 program is so short because they still have their uh, their commitments to. Yeah. Uh, it's it's not, a not it's a nice little up. little way to keep you know keep up to date with the the most important stuff while not sitting down for two hours to watch an interminable SmackDown or three hours to watch Raw. Uh, I don't see it in the, in the news here, but I think there was something in the news that there was some Fox representative at SmackDown either this week or last Ooh. week. Um, it, it seems last time, obviously, it fell flat in a major way, but the television rights fees for WWE are coming up next year. And it seems like this time there actually will be a bit more interest in WWE. Uh, last year, uh, not last year, it was like four years ago at this stage, but it was Ooh. famously the one where they were like, we're going to get $10 billion for our show. Because we're live, and that's not your thing. And they got like, like I think it got like a fifteen percent increase or something like that from from the people they're already with. There wasn't any competition really. Um, but there's rumors that Facebook and Amazon might be bidding um, for on. Interesting. I think they, yeah, I, I I don't think WWE would take that in a second. I think TV is their their lifeblood. Um, but yeah, Fox allegedly sniffing around. You know, um, yeah, that doesn't really affect us, but it's it's kind of. You know, interesting for the future of the company, um, and and there's there's kind of the general wondering if, regardless of even if they just resign with NBC Universal and USA Network and all that, if they'll get their deals reworked so they could say, hey, you know what, we're putting we're putting Raw on the network on you know Thursday, you know the week at you know the day after a few days after it airs, you know what I mean? Uh, we're we want we want more liberty when it comes to putting our stuff up on our our, our platform. Um, which would actually, that would big time encourage me to actually watch the shows in full, you know, more uh, more frequently, or, or at least, you yeah. know, obviously skip certain segments, but if it was on the network in one handy file on a nice Chromecastable app, I'd be ten times more likely to uh, uh, watch yeah. it. But um, that's obviously, that's that's a ways off, but there's just, there's, there's been various bits and pieces in the news about that. Uh, Paul, you watched NXT this week as well, I assume? I did. I always watch NXT now. What was the uh, what was the scoop on that? Uh, NXT was pretty good. I mean, NXT is kind of to me what SmackDown was, and that's a nice, easy watch, and it's only an hour long. So you know, you got some good matches on it. First match was Velveteen Dream versus Tyler Bate, 
which ain't too bad as an opening match. Uh, Dream got the win with the uh, the elbow drop off the top. They showed a video, which I believe was a a YouTube exclusive, which was William Regal uh, giving Johnny Gargano his termination papers and having them signed. So he's he's officially out, which was a nice little uh, nice little thing as well, to just to kind of reinforce the stipulation. Uh, Adam Cole defeated uh, Cesar Bononi, who I believe is Brazilian. He's got a Brazilian flag on his tights. Oh, there you go. And apparently he was voted Future Star 2018 or something in the NXT Awards, right? This guy is, complete, huh? is a complete geek and will never be a star. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go with the record there. Uh, this guy is useless and has a, has a terrible look and is sucks. Um, uh, Shayna Baszler defeated Carrie Sane in a rematch from the final of the Mae Young Classic. Uh, which is quite good as well, and uh, she Surprise called results. Yeah, well, Baser's getting the big push now. Next, she called out. Yeah, em- she called out Ember Moon afterwards. Please um, beat her! Oh my god! <laughs> what? Why is that? I just I don't. I I you know, I started off being disinterested, but the longer it goes on, I'm just I'm like more like aggressively disinterested in Moon. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, Shayna is definitely. Uh, something different a breath of fresh air in that division um but yeah her and Kyrie had a good match uh she caught her in the choke at the end and that's what got the submission win for her and then the show ended with uh andrade almas doing a promo talking about how he got rid of johnny uh, gargano and then as he went to leave out came alistair black and out came killian dane and they stared at each other, and then they fought. They brawled for a little bit, and Killian Dane got the better of it, and it just went off went off the air with the question of like, who, what's going to happen next with this NXT title situation? So I, I assume coming up in the next few weeks, we'll have Alistair Black against Killian Dane for the number one contender yeah. spot, and then I I would imagine we have Alistair Black against um, Almas Andrade Andrade at uh, Takeover. Take over New Orleans. Yeah. Um, Killian Dane and, and Black had like a really rubbish talking segment a few weeks ago. Um, yeah, I I, 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 I I remember seeing it where he said, you will have to fade to Black. And stuff yeah. Like and not... it, it, the crowd went into it and it was like, you could have heard a pin drop. I think these are both guys who shouldn't speak. Although I, I, agree. Although I, I, I think Black... I thought Killian Dane was alright. He was, but it was like Alistair Black's going for going for quiet, reserved man, which is good. I think he should, if he has to speak, very short bursts and uh, basic monosyllabic phrases. Mm. No WWE verbiage. No, uh, no. I mean, the, the worst thing I can imagine in my head is WWE writers trying to. Do it. I'm going to do a spin on the fact that this guy's a Satanist. I'm going to have him talk about uh, the concept of evil. Um, yeah, I'm gonna, and that's that's. Oh, I can, can you just imagine that on Raw and him getting wadded? Um, mm. But yeah, he he wasn't doing it for me. And uh, yeah, I thought Killian Dane was better, like you said. But he was being over the top pro wrestler. Um, right. It just it was a very weird segment that the crowd wasn't into. But I'm sure the match will be good. I like I like Killian Dane. I like I like Alistair Black. Um, 
so yeah, I, I'm I, like yourself. I'm I'm guessing that uh, Black and uh, Almas is the takeover main event. Um, but it was a good show. I mean, yeah. they also announced the uh, Dusty Rhodes Classic brackets. So yeah, if you're ready for this, you have the Street Profits against Heavy Machinery. Yeah. Uh, TM61 against the Authors of Pain, which I think was the yeah. final of one of the years, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, they had a, yeah, I think they had a, I don't know if it was a final, but they've had some pay-per-view match. Uh, Tino Sabatelli against, uh, oh, sorry, Tino, <laughs> Tino Sabatelli and Riddick Moss against Sanity. And then Oni Larkin and Danny Birch against Mustache Mountain, which is Tyler Bate and Trent Seven. So there you go. Uh, so that's the that's the TV done anyway. Do you want to talk about the news? Uh, yeah, we got some things here. Uh, seems like Ray Mysterio had a pretty nasty injury on uh, an indie show uh, that just broke there earlier today or or, or yesterday evening. Um, so yeah, I it, there was no you know official update on him signing a WWE deal. Although of course that's what everyone uh, kind of uh, assumed. But uh, if he if he is back, it seems like WrestleMania will not be uh, not be in his future, unfortunately. Um, which is a shame because obviously he was looking in great shape and 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 all that mm. um, in his last appearance. But that sucks. Um, he has just been dogged by injuries his whole career. So uh, let's see here, what else we got? Uh, I mean, John Cena was added to the Fast Lane main event. He did it. He did a weird promo on Raw, where he was like, "Me and everyone else, we want to see John Cena versus the Undertaker." And everyone cheered. And he goes, "But that can't happen." And he went, "Oh." Uh, and, he said, <laughs> and he said, "So I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to SmackDown, and I'm gonna go." It was a fucking weird promo. He's like, "I'm gonna go to SmackDown and issue a challenge." This promo, and by the way, was not on this week in WWE. They showed the Raw talk segment and then went straight to SmackDown. Well, yeah, I'm not surprised they cut it because it was weird and bad. But he <laughs> then he went to SmackDown and he what was it? They made a match. He faced AJ, and if he beat AJ, he got into the title match. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, he got in. That match is a clusterfuck. Um, like I said, you know, compare compare these multi-man main events: the Raw Men's Chamber and the Fastlane main event. And like everyone in the Raw match is over including the lowest guy, Elias. And you look at this Raw match, and it's like, Baron and Ziggler are fucking nobodies. Cena is Cena, but he's kind of floating around in this this weird space where he's like, I don't think they know what a free agent is, because they keep calling him the free agent. So, so he just goes wherever he wants and does whatever he wants and goes from title match to title match. Um, uh, it's very fucking weird. But, uh, yeah, so he's he's in that match. It's now, what, a five-way? Six, no, six-pack challenge. Jesus Christ! Probably, probably be an all right match, but it's just so goofy. Yeah. Um, uh, there was uh, uh, a a mild blow up of of sorts uh, from Impact this week. This is actually something that was reported a few weeks ago. Uh, Eddie Edwards was injured at the Impact tapings a few weeks ago uh, with a spot that, when people described it from the tapings, I thought, hmm. That sounds fucking stupid. I wonder if it will be when I see it. And sure enough, it aired this week, and boy, it was fucking stupid. Um, uh, basically, Sammy Callahan. Uh, Have you seen this place? Joe, This clip. Joe, a B? Joe. Yeah. You've seen Facebook, it? Yeah, yeah. So Callahan placed a 
chair, as in an open chair, not folded up. He placed a chair on Eddie Edwards' chest, picked up a baseball bat, and swung it at the chair. So I think the idea was that it was supposed to hurt his chest, like he was beating the chair into Edwards' chest. That was the spot. But he basically swung the bat with full force, and it kind of just... Clipped the chair. Hit the chair, but kept going, basically. Like, it more or less clipped the edge of the chair. Kept going and just fucking smashed poor Eddie Edwards right in the face with a baseball bat. Uh, I think it broke his... I think he had some kind of nose and orbital bone injury. It was fucking moronic. It was it was a stupid spot in question. Like, if my, my description might not be doing it justice. Just, it's like an open chair on the chest, and he swings the baseball bat at it. It was just a contrived, stupid fucking shitty indie wrestling hardcore spot that made no sense. Like, honestly, why did he just, just hit it with the baseball bat you know, 50 times, you know what I mean? Um, uh, so it, it was stupid in theory. It was stupid in execution. Everyone got very mad about it. Um, Jim Cornette had a mild babyface turn of sorts when he talked about how shitty it was. Um, and Callahan, again, you know, Callahan playing a heel, perhaps... Uh, he replied to Jim Cornette saying, oh, well, I don't care what you say, my wallet's getting bigger. Um, and everyone just, was just like, fuck off. Like, fuck off. Like, it, it was weird because, again, it's this weird thing where most wrestlers on Twitter, they're playing their TV character and that's fine. But I saw, I even saw people like, uh, uh, you know, Cassius Ono, who's usually a very uh, well-tempered, mild-mannered individual online very, very rarely has Twitter beef. I don't know if I've ever seen Chris Hero Twitter beef. He was like, what the fuck are you talking about? That has nothing to do with anything. You hurt a guy, you know. Um, yeah. uh, so Sammy was getting shit on left, right, and center uh, for this. And I'm I'm usually of the belief that when you injure someone, it's just I, I'm, not, I, I'm not into playing the blame game and shit on this person for the end of the, until the end of days. But the spot was stupid, and his his reaction was just idiotic. Um, so yeah, I'm not sure what the status of Eddie Edwards is. Again, because this is Impact, I'm assuming this was taped in 2014. <laughs> uh, I don't really know. I'm assuming he's all right. I mean, I you know, I, 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 he's on injured reserve, but I'm I'm fairly sure he isn't you know blind or anything. Well, he'll be on the show next week. Perfectly fine. Because <laughs> three years ago, yeah, it taped out of order. Eddie taped all his matches and did the angle. Um, but yeah, any any other uh, thoughts on that before we move on? No, it was, it was horrendous. That's all. Okay. Uh, yeah, we got some other news here. Uh, following on from the uh, snow that we referenced earlier, that the the snow. Uh, apocalypse. Uh, OTT, mine, mine and Paul's regular uh, indie wrestling haunt. Uh, they had to cancel their show yesterday. Uh, neither myself nor Paul had tickets because just just so happened that this was not a show that interested either of us. Um, but they were all week. They were saying definitely happening, definitely happening. And then I remember well, to be, third to be, day, yeah, around. Wednesday, Thursday, they did say that they were looking into uh, all available options and were doing their best to make sure that it went ahead. Yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like, but I, I feel like I do remember, like when the when the news started to break about what the situation was going to be at the weekend, they were answering questions where they were like, "It's happening," and then eventually it was like, "We think it's happening." We're looking at all options, and then it was. I think was it was it. 
Friday evening they cancelled it, was it? Um, or Friday afternoon. Uh, yeah, basically, it, it was. You know, it was about seven uh, o'clock on Friday. I want to say. Okay. Yeah. So. So. Uh, which is you know. Um, it's it's pretty late. But to be fair to them, I I I mean I do believe that they were like trying their best to to make it happen if at all feasible. I think the real nail in the coffin was if if the show had gone ahead, they would have had to shuffle it around uh, endlessly because there was. Uh, there was massive, massive uh, flight delays. Mm. Uh, Dublin Airport, I think, shut down like Thursday evening or something like that. I mean, they the Dublin, you know, if you were flying out of Dublin this week, you were fucked basically, because um, uh, there was people in Belfast for the Five Star Wrestling Show who couldn't get back to the UK for their UK bookings because they just were not able to fly because of that. Um, so I think I think that probably was the final nail in this in this. Um, this show's coffin. Uh, even though Saturday, you know, the uh, most of the severe stay-at-home blah 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 warnings had lifted. I mean, there was still snow that hadn't been moved. There was uh, still Lewis delays. There was icy footpaths. It was just, it was really not advisable. I think if the show had gone ahead, it would have probably ended up being very poorly attended because it was. Um, Dublin was in a rough way. Um, yeah, no, uh, with, with with the weather how it was here yesterday, there was there was no way. So uh, I think they made the right call, and uh, to be fair to them, they they did two things. I think you know, give them their due. Uh, obviously, refunds uh, will be given to everyone who had a ticket, um, which is a, which you might say to yourself, oh, of course they will be, but it is indie wrestling. And there have been occasions where people have not gotten refunds where they felt they've deserved it. And I think it's worth noting that I don't think OTT is going to be getting, say, you know, their flight money back. You know, I, you know, do you know what I mean for yeah. for the for the flights that were almost certainly booked months ago for the Brits and the Americans on this show. Um, so I think any anytime an indie company has to cancel a show last minute and gives full refunds to everyone, I think that is worth a a a. Um, a tip of the cap to say the least. Yeah. Um, uh, so fair play to them. And they also, um, uh, some folks, they, they shuffled around their upcoming contenders show, uh, got Ozzy open who were supposed to be on this, this show, uh, got them in for their next contender show. They're going to face Kings of the North. Uh, so yeah, I, I felt, I'll be honest, you know, we've given OGT a bit of stick lately. I, I, I felt for them, uh, uh, this weekend. Yeah. They also moved uh, another match, Big Daddy Cool, Be Cool, and I Am Cool against Electro, Angel Cruz, and Rick. That's also going to be on the Contender Show now. Oh, yes, I forgot. Yeah, so they, they announced that for the Sure Road show, uh, that Electro, who was kind of like a, an OTT meme of sorts, uh, um, they announced that he would be coming back for, for this match with, uh, with Angel Cruz. Uh, and so they they announced that they will be doing that at the next contender show, which is great because obviously you know Angel Cruz that's a it's always a big highlight of uh, of the show. So yeah, I, I felt for them. I think they did right by the fans. I think they've they've uh, uh, they've done their best in very shitty circumstances, and they even made last year's uh, Outer Space Odyssey free. Oh yeah, uh, they did that, and it was it was it was one of the highest trending. Twitter topics, I think, isn't it? Wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Uh, it was. It was trending in Ireland because um, they they did a live sort of rewatch, a live uh, watch across the country. People were tuning in at seven thirty to watch last year's Irish Space Odyssey, which is probably, in fairness, the best show of twenty 
2017. Yeah, like so. one of one of the best cards of last year with the with the Moose Devlin match and everything. So yeah, uh, um, sucks for OTT, but but they uh, they did right by everyone, and it you know I'd imagine they at, le- at the very least they had a solid day on Friday of ticket sales because uh, Scrapper Mania um, uh, tickets went on sale. Did you get yours, Paul? I I did indeed. Uh, I got mine, and I got myself a uh, Contenders ticket. For the uh, the night after the uh, yes yeah the day after the hangover the show. hangover show well I also yeah. got myself a contenders ticket but not for the hangover show I'm going to the one next week oh you're going to the one with uh, with electro <laughs> yeah because they, 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 they you know they did so, they did a really good job in fairness with the the cancellation so I was looking at th- those two matches that they moved Aussie opening against Kings of the North and the the Big Daddy Cool Electro. Yada 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 match. I think they're good, as as well as yeah. you know you have Travis Br- Banks, Chris Brooks, Scotty Davis, Jonah Curtis Murray, Jonah Rock, Nathan Martin. Uh, tickets mm. tickets only thirteen euro. So I was like, well, yeah, that's that's the thing about contenders because I know a lot. I I've never been to one, but everyone who goes raves about it, and it's like it's like twelve thirteen quid, and they've got all the best prospects. Your Nathan Martins, your Scotty Davis. Um, and they've got, you know, they're starting to, to wheel out some imports as well on those shows. So um, I, I decided, well, fuck it. it's, 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 it's on Sunday, so that's why I won't be here for the, the podcast. It's in the middle of the day, in fairness. It's at four, but I won't be back in time afterwards. I said, do we go along to this? Because otherwise, you know, the next show we're going to won't be until Scrapper Mania. So it'll be from, from January to May. Well, no shows. So I said, this, this can be our little stopgap in between. You go to the, the one contender show next Sunday. And uh, yeah, it'll be my first ever contenders show. So for for those who don't know, OTT do their their monthly big show. It's like the the monthly pay per view. This is kind of like your NXT takeover, basically. <laughs> um, so hopefully that. Yeah. Um, it's it's kind of it's a thing that's done quite a lot in in Britain. It's basically, for lack of a better term, a trainee show. Like PCW do it, where it's like I mean, PCW do like trainee shows, and it's like a fiver. Um, because it's like they, they, I don't think they have any imports on them. It's like here's the folks from our training school having some matches. You probably have a good time. Don't expect low away matches. Whereas OTT, there's, I mean, I've noticed they are bumping up the amount of imports on them. Um, uh, I mean, obviously they announced before, even before the shakeups with the snow, they announced like Jonah Rock and stuff coming in for this one. Um, but it's it's all primarily young trainee based matches and so it's cool it's it's like you know it is it is nxt like you you, you kind of go watching it going okay th- these are the guys who hopefully in 2018 and 19 will be will be tearing up the the tivoli and and the stadium um so I, I, you haven't got one yet but are you interested in doing that uh that hangover show no. after scrap mania no 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 i go to scrap mania that's enough that's enough for me yeah mm, okay uh, fair enough. Yeah, I mean it's just uh, yeah. Because I mean, I'll, I'll be I'll be working the Monday, you see. So okay, yeah. Well, I mean, so will I. But you know, but, but I'm just, yeah. I mean, that's fine. Um, so so yeah. So that's that's the OTT uh, uh, news. Uh, let me see here. Interesting uh, uh, developments uh, back on the Impact side of things. Uh, they announced uh, so Impact are doing a Mania weekend show. Obviously, that is uh, long overdue. They've never done one before. Tough competition. Lots of cool stuff announced for that week. But they've announced that they're going to be doing an Impact versus Lucha Underground show, uh, which I think is a great call. I think it'll help get some buzz for for Impact. I think, realistically, 
your traveling mania fans, I think they're going to be drawn a bit more to the Lucha Underground than to an Impact show. Because um, just to be blunt about it, it's not like it, Impact doesn't have the cool factor uh, these days. Yeah, maybe. Um, so yeah. These days. Or, or <laughs> any day past 2006. Um, so, uh, so yeah, no, no real details on what that will, what that will be, but obviously I'd imagine they'll be doing, they'll be getting your Pentagons and they'll be getting your Phoenixes and your Jeff Cobbs probably, uh, in his, in his Kane costume, um, uh, facing off against, you know, Eli Drake and, and the rest of the Impact crew. I don't know. I think it's a cool idea. Um, uh, I think we mentioned recent, recently that, you know, Impacts, they're kind of working with anyone who'll work with them, getting their name out there, getting some positive buzz. Um, so yeah, that's interesting. I'm hoping that will be on video on demand somewhere in some capacity. Um, and I hope they do well because, you know, impact giving them a lot of shit, but I, you know, <laughs> they've, they've fallen so far that I'm kind of rooting for them now to kind of dig their way back up. Um, so yeah, uh, that is for many week. Yeah. Again, not many details on that at the moment. Uh, here's a noteworthy occurrence. Uh, PWG, uh, Pro Wrestling Gorilla in California, they, they're doing a bigger venue for their next show. They are alleging it's because of a ticket issue with PayPal where they accidentally sold too many tickets. Mm. And so they went on Twitter immediately after tickets went on sale and said, oh, um, uh, we're going to just move this to a bigger venue. Here's the venue. It's 2,000 seats. Um... <laughs> So people are very dubious of this uh, PayPal uh, uh, story, um, but they're moving to a bigger venue. Um, obviously, I don't watch PWG religiously anymore. I know Paul probably hasn't in ages. Uh, but what do you think? Uh, you know, big, big, uh, big jump in in seats and a. Uh, it's like uh, OTT was- living the Tivoli. It really is. I mean, it's. I've often compared. You know that little shitty building the PWG runs to the little shitty building that OTT runs. It's like, you know, say, say what you will about its misgivings, but it has those great acoustics and that great atmosphere. Mm. Um, so I'm wondering if, obviously this is just a one-off for now, but I'm wondering if this is perhaps the beginning of the end for the old uh, venue for PWG. Or at least like OTT, they can do a, like a, a yearly or, or quarterly. I still, I still think maybe OTT do it too often, but, you know the 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 odd stadium show. You know, to like their WrestleMania to to establish that brand that we do it. In, we we do the big show in the big stadium. You know, yeah. that might be the way to go for them. It's a shame though because I feel like their 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 brand isn't isn't as hot as it once was. You know, um, especially since especially in in Ireland and the UK, like the the indie scene is really on the up and up lately, whereas you don't hear as much about PWG as being like the super indie, like you did maybe five years ago, four years yeah. ago. Yeah, although I, I, I'm sure, I'm sure like financially they still uh, oh, yeah. clean up. Um, I remember uh, Scott actually tweeted me about this, and he was like, uh, he always wondered how, how they afford to bring in all the people they do, given that they're in that tiny little venue. And I was like, well, part of it is that they charge extortionate prices for seating. I, I remember for Bola, someone did the very rough mats for Bola uh, two or three years ago. Uh, and, you know, you had mm-hmm. Osprey, Skrull, X, you know, XYZ, you know, Brits flying in. And it was something like 150 quid for a front row ticket for one night. 
And so it was like doing the rough maths of, you know, 100 front row seats and then 300 general admission seats across three nights. And it was something like $90,000 in revenue on tickets alone for Battle of Los Angeles. And that's that's just that's before they sell a single DVD, which is like the hottest DVD in indie wrestling. Um, so that's I mean, they they were making money in that in that little room. Um but uh, yeah, I, yeah, it'll be weird because it's like imagine if they did go there full time. I mean, I I know you and I wouldn't be happy if OTT just did the stadium forever. Um, no, they go out of business almost immediately. So well, well, they well, yeah, that, <laughs> that would happen. But but even like hypothetically perfect world, let's say they could fill it every time. You know, it wouldn't be nearly as special. That's the you know. Yeah, well, that's, uh, that's, that's the point. The that's the point, isn't it? Is 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 special? Yeah, exactly. But I'll, I'll tell you what, I... You wouldn't, I, want it be, you wouldn't want it to be Christmas Day every day. No, no, yeah. Um, I'll tell you what, though, I, I will, unless it's a complete disaster of a show, I'll, I'll probably pick this one up on the old, uh, the old DVD, well, uh, which, in, is still, enjoy which is still it, the Enjoy it in 2020, then. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I, I'm really fed up of the way they do things, but... I will. It's such a novelty that I'll, I'll want to see what this what this looks like. So uh, good luck to them. Uh, and what else we got here? Do we give a shit about Fastlane? Do we want to talk about it or no? Oh, I just had a look at this card. <laughs> Go on. That's going to put butts in seats. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. Go on, Joe. Um, we, we surveyed 100 people. Name the most boring yet not bad match you could think of. Uh, top answer, Bobby Roode versus Randy Orton. Oh! Jesus. Um, Sh- Charlotte Flair versus Ruby Riot. That's a oh fucking TV God. match. Yeah. Um, Usos versus A New Day. Should be good, That'd but be come good. on. Their matches are Seen that about 187 fucking times. Um, oh, and then that, that dog's dinner of a main event. Yeah. Uh, Baron Corbin, Dolph Ziggler, John Cena, for some reason. Owens and Zayas. You you know who's who's conspicuous by their absence on this card? Uh, Shinsuke Nakamura. Yeah, that bloke what won the Royal Rumble last. (laughs) Yeah, that's weird. I don't think he's been on SmackDown in like the last three or four weeks either. That's a good way to promote WrestleMania. Don't even have. Yeah, no. uh, No Bludgeon Brothers either. Weird. (laughs) (laughs) No Tide Dillinger. Do you want people to watch it? Yeah, where's where's fucking six month world champion Shinder Hall? God, I was uh, I was WWE champion, and now you say I can't work fast lane. I'm not good enough to work fast lane. (laughs) I uh, that women's match might be uh, might be all right, Um, but it's like. You just know based on the on the the state of the, the the riot squad booking and how cold it all is, it's going to be contested in a in a you know what will sound like an empty arena match. Um, <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't know it from her WWE tenure, but like Ruby Riot's like really good. Mm. Uh, Charlotte's obviously really good. We know that, but um, yeah, it's it's a total contrast. Honestly, the way that I was just talking about you know the Bailey thing on Raw and how I really appreciate like I would love to. Uh, you know, two strong women matches from the Raw side on Mania. I honestly couldn't give a shite about what they do on the SmackDown side. Um, uh, but yeah, it's um sad state of affairs on that old card, Bibi. Um, so 
Uh, the last thing to mention here is, yeah, there likely will either not be a show or it'll be a two-man show uh, uh, next week. Paul is also busy, so we don't know, but I'll be in Germany for uh, WXW 16. Oh, yeah. Uh, I've been catching up on, on WXW on their service. I won't go into it, obviously, because I know I don't know who's it, but uh, their weekly show is it's really NXT like. I I think you'd actually like it, Paul. It's mm-hmm. it's uh, you know short to the point matches. The stars beating some guys lower on the card. Usually solid matches, sometimes even good, but you know nothing too spectacular. And you know video package interview match, video package video package match. You know it's forty minutes. No matches outstay their welcome. All the video packages are good. They're all English subtitled, English commentary. Uh, really professionally done, and I just I'm so excited for 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 uh, 16 Carat. They've built a whole heap of storylines going into it. It's it's really not just a super indie tournament. They've got so many uh, uh, well built up storylines with the locals, and they've got some imports coming in for some big matches. Uh, I am so excited for this weekend. So yeah, I'll be flying out on Thursday for that. I'll be able to talk about uh, how great it was in two weeks. Uh, so so look forward to that. Um, Sounds great. Yeah, I, I really can't wait. Um, uh, so, and of course, look forward to calamitous stories of me getting lost and uh, getting uh, getting <laughs> Using three words of German. Yeah, I, uh, oh, I installed uh, hotel. I installed Duolingo uh, a month ago. I don't think I've oh. opened the app in three weeks. Um, uh, so that lasted a couple of days. Uh, that's great. Uh, everyone who's been before has stressed to me that I have to get my ticket stamped before I get on the train, or I'll get fined. Uh, so we'll see how well I remember that. Um, so yeah, I'm 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 looking forward to it. But yeah, we'll we'll go into that there in about two weeks. Uh, as for next week, yeah. So Paul will be at Contenders next Sunday. So I guess him and Joe can either reconvene at another date, be it you know, Saturday or Monday or whatever suits, yeah. or it'll be a week off. But keep your eyes on Chair Shot Pod on Twitter. Uh, yeah. If they can, if they can't get together to do a show, you know, no big deal. It's a, it's a quiet week. I'll tell you what, lads. You won't be missing much if we don't do a show because we weren't going to be reviewing Fastlane anyway. I can tell you that much for free. Um, <laughs> so um, we'll be back probably most likely. Either the lads will do a show or we'll be back with a bumper show in two weeks with uh, uh, Contenders and 16 Carat uh, Thoughts. So, so look forward to that. Uh, any other stuff we want to mention before we, we well, wrap up? I, I've been trying to fix the, the audio levels throughout the show, but I, I'm sure it's a, a bit up and down. So in two weeks, I'll hopefully have that fixed for you by the next time we do a show. So if this if this week's one has been a bit weird to listen to, I, I'll try and fix it as much as I can in post. But uh, apologies for that. Uh, and then just the usual plugs, chairshotpodcast.com, Twitter, you know, at chairshotpod, at Paul Griffin CSP, at Griff Tannen, your boy at the Barry Lad. Follow us all on there. Uh, chairshotpodcast.com, you can email us from there. You can access the entire back catalog from there. Uh, we're on, we're on uh, what's that one? What's that fucking thing called? It's not iTunes. We're on iTunes, of course. Leave us a review. Stitcher. On we're on Stitcher. We are on Stitcher. Yeah, we're on. We're on all the the gimmicks. Uh, yeah, it's all, uh, just go there and do it. Uh, yeah, and I, I will of course be uh, live tweeting the, the my calamitous journeys and my uh, uh, you know uh, embarrassing uh, attempts to speak German um, over the course of the weekend. So yeah. Oh, also in two weeks when I'm back on the show, I'll, I'll have a, a live report for my Legally Blonde the musical. 
So, uh, so theatre talk on on the show. All right, musical yeah. guff. All right. Uh, look, forward all right. To, all right. look forward to that. So, uh, yeah, we'll be back then. Uh, thanks for listening, folks. I uh, hope you enjoyed. Bit of a wrestling-heavy show this week, but I thought uh, lots of good wrestling news and, and, and stuff to talk about. So we're in, we're in mania season. It's only fitting. Uh, but anyway, uh, until next time, it's goodbye from me, Barry Murphy. It's goodbye from Mr. Paul Griffin. Goodbye. Enjoy the Oscars. And it's goodbye from Mr. Joe Towner. Goodbye, lads. Oh, my God. We'll have to do the Oscars in two weeks as well. Jesus Christ. See you then, lads. Oh, but Jesus. Jesus.